0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.
1: Anyway, paper-wise Oh, actually, there is a breaking news story from overnight. Um, This is uh, over in the County Clare in a place called Killin' a Boy. Um, A rural community reeling after the discovery of the bodies of a couple in their 50s found at a house in North County Clare. And so it doesn't actually make the print editions of the papers, but it certainly does make the online edition. see the Sunday World this morning uh, saying that the man's body was found by a visitor who called around at half past two, and then the woman's body was found inside the house, the man's was found outside the house. And it's very sad, it's very tragic. Investigators say that they're not looking for anyone else in relation to the deaths and the... uh the two bodies remained at the scene on Thursday evening. So that's just an update from, from last night. It's awfully sad, isn't it? We hear all too often sad stories like that. Uh, at least our justice system works, doesn't it? It works, it works, it works. And Ashling Killers... Ashley Murphy's killer, the monster Yusuf Pushka, he's, um, he's been in jail, he'll go back to jail and some are suggesting that he should never come out of jail so it's in all of the papers front pages, inside pages, some of the tabloids have like six and seven consecutive pages on the um, actual guilty verdict yesterday and they talk of uh, the killer on the prowl where they're showing CCTV stills of him out and about uh, on, the, on the day of the murder on his bikes so they they're able to say an awful lot more now the couldn't be said before the verdict came in yesterday. This vicious monster can never harm another woman again. We have some audio, actually, from uh, outside the court, which I'll play in a few minutes' time. And I'll talk to Frank Graney, the court correspondent. He's evil. I hope you rots in jail, says family members. And there was one detective, actually, that came out for special mention, an inspector, Shane McCartan, with a bit, as they say, of old-fashioned detective work. He was the first one uh, that thought that this story about being stabbed in a brawl or a fight when Pushka reported to hospital with stab wounds, it just didn't add up, and they started to look at Pushka much more seriously. And, of course, that then was the the start of what led to um, a guilty verdict in in court yesterday notwithstanding the amount of witnesses that came forward. Nobody believed him. I didn't believe him. You didn't believe him. Anybody listening to his evidence didn't believe him. The family of Ashley Murphy didn't believe him and most importantly uh, well, I suppose, the judge didn't believe him um, and certainly the jury didn't. The arrogance of Pushka was off the charts by all accounts and he smirking on his face throughout the trial for the murder of Ashley Murphy even amid the most gruesome evidence there he was with a smirk on his a light that evil cannot dim is what family members are saying and they give tributes to Ashling after the vicious murderer was found guilty according to this morning's Irish Independence front page. The inside pages of the Indo, they say Pushka was browsing dating websites looking for women before he went on then to viciously attack and murder Ashling Murphy who was only out for a run. There was rapturous applause um, for um, Ashling from much of those in the courtroom yesterday particularly uh, for um, Ashley Murphy's mother as she held up her daughter's photograph following the verdict. And there was emotional scenes in the courtroom, which I'll talk to Frank Graney about in a few minutes' time as well. But the judge said there's evil in this room. And that's the headline picked up by the Mail this morning. There is evil in this room. The chilling words of the judge. Um, and he, he was glad. He actually, and I'm paraphrasing some of uh, uh, what he said in court yesterday, he was glad that the jury didn't spend too much time on the verdict because everybody just did not believe what the man had to say in his nonsensical stories and all of the evidence against her. So evil in the room also makes the sun this morning. Uh, and the quote from another family member that makes this morning's red top says, this vicious monster can never harm another woman. And the examiner says, vicious push- Pushka must, must never be able to kill again. Uh, and Ashling Murphy's mother, as I say, had that framed picture of her daughter in salute to the jury Uh, By all accounts. I wasn't there, but they're saying it was a salute to the jury in the sense that Ashling Murphy's mother was holding up a photograph of Ashling to the jury, uh, and it probably implied that she was saying, on behalf of Ashling, that Ashling was saying, thank you for the guilty verdict. Of course, and I will come back to that in a few minutes' time. We all know of Molly Martins and and her father. um, They're off to cool their heels in jail. Not for very long, incidentally. Uh, An extra 7 to 30 months. They could be out in 7 months. They could be out in 30 months. I would suspect probably... Sooner rather than later, but that one uh, that story continues to dominate the the papers on the inside pages as uh, they are caged again and go back to jail uh, for the murder of Jason Corbett um, and their kids. Actually, Jason's kids had a lot to do with sending them. Uh, back to jail. Uh, Jason's kids tell of their hell at the hands of Molly the Monster as an inside page story making the papers and the red tops this morning. Now in, in other news, um, there's, there's a story I won't say much about it apart from the fact that <sighs> apart from the fact that it re- resulted in a suspended sentence it's hard to say much about a court case where somebody is caught with 43,000 euro worth of cannabis um, and it was a man who was advertising the drugs for sale on Snapchat Along, along come the Gardaí and they go into his uh, place of abode and they find 43,000 euro worth of cannabis um, in Dean Campion's bedroom uh, and they arrest him at the scene. He apparently at one stage was saying that he told Gardaí he got involved in the drug dealing in order to save money to buy a house. So it's a novel way to save up for a deposit for a house isn't it? Others would go out and get real jobs and save and pay their taxes and do it the right way. But anyway, he was given a fully suspended jail term at Cork Circuit Criminal Court. Uh, The judge said that it was an orchestrated, organised endeavour. He said that the quantity of over two kilograms of cannabis was well over the 13,000 value, which allows for a mandatory minimum sentence of 10 years, unless... There are exceptional circumstances. But in the court report, I can't see any reference to any exceptional exceptional circumstances. Like, mandatory to me means compulsory, right? And I often wonder about that. If it's mandatory, then it's compulsory. If you were caught with over €13,000 euro worth of drugs, in this case cannabis, you mandatorily, compulsorily, have to go to jail. But this resulted in a fully suspended four-year sentence. Uh, uh, And the only condition that I see in the paper this morning is that he is of good behaviour for the next five years. So that is an interesting one. I got a text actually earlier in the week saying, you're going to see, Neil, a lot more, and this is unconnected to this now, let me just separate it from this, but somebody was saying, you will see a lot more suspended sentences in courts, particularly in court. Why? Because the jails are full, um, there is an interesting one then involving um, travelers who have been paid out eleven thousand euro worth of uh, compensation after they were declined um, of their booking at the Oriel House hotel. Um, they apparently one of the children uh, the, one of the children of the traveler family was having a confirmation celebration, and our mam had booked um, uh, some rooms and a meal at the Oriel House Hotel. Um, And this was before um, the, uh, well, it ended up in the Workplace Relations Commission, where two or three of the different members of the traveling community, in total, when you added up, got €11,000 worth of compensation. The mother of the girl celebrating the confirmation uh, said that it was decided to celebrate the occasion of the confirmation by booking rooms and having a meal in the hotel. Um, When they arrived, they booked four rooms, an evening meal and breakfast the next morning for the party of guests and they paid 600 euro up front on the visa card so when they got to the hotel they were told at reception sorry we're overbooked then the hotel manager arrived and uh, said yes we're overbooked we're awfully sorry sorry Um, and uh, the children got very upset in the hotel and they were scurried out into the car park and they said in evidence that uh, they were given back 600 euro in cash Um, But in the Workplace Relations Commission hearing yesterday, um, the hotel denied... And said that we had no idea that the O'Sullivans were members of the traveller community. That travellers had regularly attended at the hotel for various events prior to the day in question. Uh, but the evidence was not believed. And on that basis they found that the evidence wasn't plausible. And the fact that the hotel said that they had no idea that the members, that the members of the family were members of the travelling community. That that wasn't plausible either. And of course travellers have special status and a lot of the time need it. Not needed particularly for for cases like this, um, and they were awarded eleven thousand euro. Um, the Lord Mayor of Cork, Kieran McCarthy, like everybody else, has come out and expressed condolences to the family of the late Joe O'Callaghan, himself a former Lord Mayor of Cork. He was Lord Mayor in 1995 into 1996. Um, I've spoken to many, many Lord Mayors down the year. I liked every one of them. I really enjoyed it. But I also had a, always had a special place and a special graw for Joe O'Callaghan was just an all-round likeable guy. He was a knowledgeable guy. He was very passionate about trade unionism and and workers and workers rights and what have you. He loved his city and he loved Cork and he loved every brick of the place and he was very funny and witty as well. So i was sad to hear of his passing yesterday and our condolences with all of the family. I probably should have mentioned when I mean, we're talking about criminality that there's a story in the Examiner this morning if you're interested in a bargain. The Gardai are going to host an online Christmas auction of assets that they've seized. Um, from criminals and the families of criminals is about half a million euro worth of gear and it'll be sold online and damn it i don't have the online link but it'd be good to get that link if people wanted to actually go on and bid Uh, you wouldn't find me bidding for uh, rolex watches or louis vuitton bags or moncler jackets but there are others will apparently when you add it all up it's a huge amount Actually, they've got about 6.5 million euro worth of assets that the Gardaí have seized from criminals last year. But the auction this time around is for about a half a million. What they're going to do with all the rest of it, I do not know. Probably sell that off as well. It's a huge amount of swag. I wonder if they're selling any flashy big cars you know the big sports cars maybe that's more of an American thing and then talking about big money you know the 13 billion that Apple owes us in taxes and the Irish government doesn't want to take it and the European Union were pushing it on them and it went to court and it went to another court and it's going to another court again now because the Irish Times say that the latest EU court advisor is warning that the 13 million euro worth of taxes needs to be accepted by the Irish government the government risks being forced to accept the 13 billion of euro taxes uh, from Apple. Um, after a top European court adviser uh, said that the last victory for the Irish government um, in an earlier challenge should now be overturned so this saga continues as to you know whether or not we'll ever get the 13 billion that is owed um, by, um, by Apple and just one or two other ones this morning it's quite an interesting story making the Irish independent today a Beyonce concert in Wales will have all of the audience scanned by police who will be using facial recognition technology to check for known paedophiles now, it's the first time that a police force has revealed that it is using this technology to target sex offenders at events. Now, they do have facial, technici- uh, facial technology in the UK all over the place. are A lot of streets and cities have them and they can identify somebody with loads of different cameras and straight away, if they're on the record or the radar of the, of the police, their names and their details will come up so if there was somebody, an outstanding warrant or somebody was needed for questioning but this is kind of interesting in the sense that it is to um, try and target sex offenders or pedophiles who could be at the Beyonce concert because the Beyoncé concert will attract large numbers of young children. So it's probably for the greater good, but Liberty, which is a human rights group in the UK, has come out and said that it violates the privacy of thousands. Uh, But anyway, you can make up your own mind on which side of the fence you are on that one. Do you use the air fryers? Well, the mail this morning is telling us the do's and don'ts of the air fry. I love it. A new survey has found that more than 80% of homes now rely on the air fryer to cook, not solely and exclusively the air fryer because there are certain things that you can't cook in it but they say that this survey by bosch said that it is absolutely a must-have 76 percent of us cook full meals in the countertop device now a full meal would be quite interesting but they break it down into things that you can and can't cook in air fryers and they say the things that you can cook chips chicken breast roast vegetables potatoes Baked potatoes are good out of the air fryer. Uh, falafel, fish, pizza, it's an interesting one, and cookies. But they say that the things you can't cook, you can also cook sausages in the air fryer. There's lots more than that list, but the things you can't. They say you can't make popcorn in an air fryer, pasta, you can't make rice, um, you can't put cheese in the air fryer, you can't do a whole chicken, although... I would question that. I think you probably can. And you can't make toast, which is pure and utter nonsense. You can make toast. And just um, as, a, as an example of that... I posted on my Instagram page last year uh, the most fantastic uh, toasted ham and cheese sandwich you can make in an air fryer. And a little recommendation, if you are doing that, is to get your hands on some ancient grain bread. I've been eating it now for over a year. They sell it in Aldi, and it is delicious. It's sourdough, it's called ancient grain, and it uses the same techniques that were used thousands of years ago using the ancient grains that aren't used anymore in bread, but they are still there teff in corn amaranth, millet and spelt now I know spelt is used in some but this is the most delicious bread you will love it and it's very healthy as well ancient grain so an ancient grain toasted ham and cheese sandwich in the air fryer bring it on baby talk
2: to Neil Brenderville now 0818 Cork's
1: Red FM and again as we have been doing right throughout the trial I have Frank Graney the court correspondent Frank good morning Good morning Neil uh, Thank you for taking the call yet again as we close the file on Pushka finally but uh, I've done all the papers and the front pages and the inside pages Frank so that's all very well but I think what many people would like to know is about the events of of yesterday uh, the jury went out for their deliberations and then in and around I believe about 2pm is that when they came back into court around about then?
3: Yeah, just a few minutes after two o'clock, they had taken an early lunch um, and then shortly after they'd returned to the jury room, um, word filtered through the criminal courts of justice that a verdict was imminent. Now, bearing in mind that they had only been deliberating for about two hours at this stage, I actually had to ask the registrar if I'd heard correctly when the jury minder came in to say that a verdict was on the way and he assured me uh, that I had. So within minutes, then, you had the family filing back into court. Um, Ashling's parents, uh, Ray and Kathleen, uh, her sister, Amy, brother, Cahill, and her boyfriend, Ryan, um, who have been in court, you know, sat through this horror show for the past few weeks, all returned for what would be um, the final, I suppose, action from the jury's point of view. Um, I noticed Ashling's mother, Kathleen, uh, holding a framed photograph of her daughter, as they waited for the jury to come back into court, thirteen Pushka um, sat alone in the dock. He'd been brought into the court by four prison officers, and there was an uncomfortable ten-minute wait as the court waited for his interpreter to arrive. Clearly, she, like you know, most people in the room, hadn't expected the jury to come back so soon. Um, she arrived in a few minutes later, and then there was a knock at the door. The jury returned and within moments um, they had revealed their decision that they had found Josef Pushka guilty of the murder of Ashley Murphy. That
1: would be unanimous, would it, in the sense that all jury members found him guilty?
3: Absolutely. They were asked to return a unanimous verdict and that's precisely what happened uh, yesterday. All 12 jurors in agreement and as you can imagine, I mean, look, you know, we can say this now at this point, the the case against Yosef Pushka was compelling. You know, it's incredible that he contested it in the first place. It was just the weight of evidence was enormous against him. Any one piece of this significant piece of evidence called the DNA evidence, the, the admission, I mean, he confessed to the murder of Ashley Murphy. Any one of those two things um, could have convicted him. Um, so... I don't think it was any surprise with yesterday's outcome but there is still always that element of what if and that little bit of doubt that's rattling around in the back of your head so when the jurors came back having deliberated for such a short period of time you kind of felt that there was only one realistic outcome that he would be uh, found guilty. I suppose given the fact that they're only deliberating for two hours, that just goes to show, I mean, how compelling the case was. It's a reflection of of um, how straightforward a case it was uh, against uh, Mr Pushkin. As you can imagine, Neil, very, very emotional scenes in the courtroom uh, from the public gallery, Ashling's family, you know, just absolutely relieved, overcome with emotion when, when the jury came in. Pushkin, on the other hand, showed very little emotion Um, throughout the trial. And I was seated quite close to the dock. So I was able to keep a close eye on him throughout. And during key moments in the trial, I'd always have a glance over and see his reaction. He was very relaxed throughout, I must say, scanning the room for family members, smirking at times, smiling at times, joking at times very very relaxed almost confident that he would get off but when it dawned on him yesterday that um, that he was going nowhere he just bowed his head in silence and remained relatively impassive then okay. for the duration of that
1: Well that was happening I believe this was a packed courtroom of course and the gallery was packed as well thunderous applause I believe
3: Yeah it was really lovely actually um, as the jury was filing out and the judge I should say before the jurors came back in he did tell that packed courtroom that whatever the outcome was he wanted silence um and he got that silence when the jury came in you know aside from some audible sobs from the public gallery which you could you know absolutely understand when it comes to Ashling's family becoming quite upset but he did get that silence but as the jurors filed out the court broke into a spontaneous round of applause And I noticed Kathleen, Ashling's mother, holding that photograph of her daughter. A beautiful photograph, fashion, one I hadn't seen before, I must say. um, With that big, bright smile. And she held it up for the jurors as they were walking out of the courtroom. And after they left, she turned around and she showed it to everyone uh, in the public gallery. A really lovely moment. Mm. And once the applause died down, then the judge just said that he had asked for silence, but given the circumstances... Uh, he said that that it was understandable their reaction.
1: The judge said I believe um, he said a lot of different things uh, that you might be able to recall for us but amongst them he said there is evil in this room
3: Yeah, yeah a very powerful comment from Mr Justice Tony Hunt who certainly didn't mince his words yesterday and That was obviously directed to the man in the dock and um, he was speaking to the jurors as he was excusing them from jury service for 20 years. He was thanking them for their service. They were diligent throughout. They were attentive. They worked hard through what was undoubtedly a very difficult case for them to sit through and to consider. And as he was um, excusing them and just before they left, he pointed towards the dock and he just told the jurors that we have evil In this room. Um, As soon as the verdict was delivered and made known to him, uh, the judge told them that it was the right verdict, it was the correct one, and he was more than happy with their um, decision. He described it as a straightforward case, and he said that, again, that prompt verdict. Fact that they'd only been deliberating for two hours before they made their decision reflected how straightforward a case it was, and he said that he was glad the jurors didn't waste any more time with Pushka's nonsense because that's what it was—nonsense, lies, and nonsense—and unsuccessful attempt uh, to get away with murder. Um, and while he did make that remark about you know Pushka's case being nonsense, um, he did make a comment in relation to Pushka's legal team because he said that that was no reflection on them, and you know Pushka's barrister. It's a very experienced and a a brilliant criminal barrister, uh, Michael Bowman, and Mr. Justice Hunt said yesterday that everybody's entitled to put forward a defence. He contested the charge. That's his entitlement. And he said that it was a really difficult job defending those cases. It's tankless. It's unpopular. But he said even people like Josef Pushka are entitled to a defence.
1: Yeah. The papers this morning say that Pushka comes across as a very arrogant man. You referenced him then smirking earlier on. Um, Is that that how you'd sum him up? I mean, you were there for the last couple of weeks. Would you describe him as arrogant?
3: (laughs) Well, having thankfully never spoken to the man or spent any time in his company in, in any sort of a real way, you know, it's, it's a hard assessment to make. But the one thing I will say when it comes to arrogance is that I think it takes a certain level of arrogance to, in the face of, you know, all of the evidence, to still get up on day one and plead not guilty. And to sit there almost confidently assuming that you're literally going to get away with murder. And that's what he did. And getting up into um, the witness box in his defense last week as well and pitching that cock and bull story about how he was also the victim of an attack, that he was attacked by the same man who killed Ashley Murphy Mm -hmm. and that he was actually in that ditch trying to help her. Like, I thought that was incredible because... That, to me, just added insult to injury. And the Not family, had of course, children, as well, I had to a, listen to a, this. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and the family sat through each and every day, no matter how difficult the evidence was, they sat through each and every day of the trial. I thought the post-mortem evidence in particular, very, very difficult for them to hear how Ashley had been stabbed 11 times in the neck. Very, very hard for them to sit through that, but they did. It was upsetting, but they sat through it. But interestingly, when Yosef Pushka took the stand, I noticed her parents left the main courtroom and they didn't shy away from the evidence, but they left the main courtroom and they went to watch proceedings from an overflow court that had a live video link to the main courtroom. So I don't know what their reasoning for that was, but I think it's more than understandable that they just didn't want to be in the same room as their daughter's killer as he spun this web of lies in a pathetic attempt to get away with murder. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree with that.
1: Can I just finally ask you, were there any members of Pushka's extended family there in court yesterday?
3: There were, as there has been throughout the trial. Um, his family, his parents um, and, and other relatives of his um, were seated at the back of the courtroom. There was a space at the very back of the courtroom where they had been uh, throughout and they appeared clearly very upset and, and, and quite angry. Um, when the verdict was delivered and after the jury uh, filed out they um, I noticed his father in particular was, was was shouting something that seemed to be in Slovak it certainly wasn't a, a language that I recognised but you could tell by the way that he was shouting that he was angry uh, understandably upset um, you know they've sat through all of this and you know, people might have a lot of sympathy for the family of Yosef Pushka, but there's only one man responsible for the actual act of murdering Ashley Murphy, and that is the man of the dock, Yosef Pushka, and he'll be handed a life sentence when the sentencing hearing takes place this day next week. And I should say, and this is something that the judge commented on yesterday as well, like it was quite upsetting. and I totally understood why the prosecuting barrister, Anne-Marie Lawler, said at the beginning of the case that... The jury wouldn't hear an awful lot about Ashley Murphy. That the case is all about Yosef Pushkin, his right to a fair trial, and so on and so on. And it's true, you know, in these instances, like all oh, the jury is. Um, concerned about when it comes to a victim is how they died and who was responsible. You know, they aren't told about the life they led in the lead up to their murder or the life that was robbed of them because of, of the murder. And hopefully at next week's sentence hearing, we, we'll get a better flavour of who Ashling was. We we heard little things like the fact that she was wearing her GAA top when she went out exercising that day. She had a, a love for her local GAA club, Kilcormut Kilahi. Um, she was obviously a, a very talented Uh, musician. None of that would have been articulated in court in any great detail aside from the fact that she was wearing that GA top. We know she was a teacher. She loved kids. She loved teaching kids. She had never met this man before. Had never met Yosef Pushka. A complete and utter stranger to her that robbed her of what would have been a brilliant life. She had done so much already at just 23 uh, years of age. Her family and miss her dear, dearly. But now that Yosef Pushka has been convicted, now that we know that he was the one who killed her on that cold January afternoon, thankfully and mercifully attention over the coming weeks and months will turn to Ashley Murphy because she should be front and centre when it comes to all of this I think that's
1: beautifully said Frank well done with regards to the, the sentencing next week you talk of a life sentence um, life sentences in Ireland get reviewed after, after 12 years but you know mm. you could be sent down for longer than that uh, do we have a whole of life sentence here like they do in the UK for instance What well, I mean can you, can you just maybe second guess what might actually happen at sentencing?
3: Well, the the judge has absolutely no discretion when it comes to the sentencing of Josef Pushka. He potentially could have sentenced him yesterday because of that fact, but he's decided to put it back for obvious reasons. He wants to give the family some time to gather their thoughts and to prepare victim impact statements so that they can share Ashling with the court and with the world and tell the judge how they've been affected by what Josef Pushka has, has done. He'll then be handed the life sentence. Now, on average, a prisoner in Ireland, when they receive that mandatory life sentence, are released after about 20 years. That is an average. It does differ uh, from case to case. He will be, like any other lifer, uh, eligible for parole or entitled to uh, apply for parole after 12 years. That doesn't necessarily mean that he gets get it and in fact most um, uh, lifers don't get it at the first time of asking. But it's an interesting question that you ask because I've done a lot of work over the years in relation to this mandatory um life sentence regime, and I've looked at other jurisdictions like the United States and the u k and well I don't think either jurisdiction gets it quite right either. I think we can learn a lot of lessons from our friends on you know the other side of the pond and across the water in the u k as well where they do have whole life tariffs you know where somebody will go to prison for the rest of their life or at least for a huge chunk of of that um you know we could put in a minimum tariff i think I think the law needs to be looked at for cases like this. You know, you know, with the likes of Yosef Pushka, not a man who was described yesterday by uh, Ashley's brother Kahal as a monster, and I think that is a fairly apt uh, description. Now what will happen and what will definitely not work in his favour when it comes to a parole board is the fact that he contested the case. Again he was entitled to do that but by doing that he put the family through the added trauma of having to sit through weeks of evidence of having to hear the harrowing details of how Ashley died and the parole board certainly wouldn't look favourably on that you know, we don't know at this point if he accepts the jury's verdict. We may learn that when it comes to a sentence hearing last or next week. Um, we don't know if he is remorseful. We don't know. If he is sorry for what he did, all of those things will feed into uh, a parole application down the line. Mm -hmm. The one thing we do know for sure is that he will go to prison for a long time, but you could make an argument that it should be for the rest of his life. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, let's see what happens at sentencing. Can I thank you very much, Frank? I really am obliged to you for your concise, detailed reporting over the last few weeks. Um, You did incredible work and we're all very grateful for you keeping us up to date with it and bringing it to its conclusion for us from yesterday. Thank you so much. We may, well, we may well speak again at sentencing, but for now, thank you so much over the last few weeks. I do appreciate it, Frank. No problem at all. Thank Frank you. Frank Graney, court correspondent for Red FM and uh, for News Talk. Um, so we leave it at that. Uh, I, think, I think Frank Graney is very powerful in what he summed up you know, from yesterday afternoon in court uh, and the fact that it went to trial and you know the fact that he brazenly um, you know, pleaded not guilty and we went through the whole process. I understand what Frank is saying that everybody of course is entitled to a defence and there can be no criticism of a defence team. They are doing the job that they were hired to do. But it, it, it's somewhat galling that somebody would bring the state through all of this when everybody knew as the trial was going on. But a trial is a trial and you're entitled to it in spite of the cost to the state with regards to uh, free legal aid and all things like that. That's all part of being fair and being equitable and making sure that justice is done. Your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868 We're back after the break. This
2: is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 086-8104-106. Gork's Red FM. And so
1: for now, the final word, for now anyway, on the murderer, Joseph Pushka, who will be sentenced next week. Yesterday, outside the court, Ashling's family said that there was uh, uh, the epitome of a perfect role model for every little girl. In the shape of Ashling Murphy, and that she was a huge, shining light in the community. I have some audio for you yesterday from outside the court, where Ashling's boyfriend Ryan Casey addressed the media, who were present following. And he's also followed then a little piece of audio uh, by Ashling's brother, Cahill. Have a listen to this.
4: Ashley was a vibrant, intelligent, and highly motivated young woman who embodied so many great traits and qualities of the Irish people and its communities life had a huge impact on so many of those around her, and she was the epitome of a perfect role model for every little girl to look up to and strive to be. She was not only an integral part of our family, but she was also a huge shining light in our community, a community in which, year in, year out, she gave back to as best she could. Words cannot express the gratitude to all members of Shia Siakana,
5: who conducted and pieced together a robust and thorough investigation." Ashling was subject to incomprehensible violence by a predator who is not known to her. While we do not glory in any conviction, we recognize the importance of holding accountable those who would commit such terrible atrocities. The judicial process cannot bring our darling Ashling back nor can it heal our words, our wounds. We are relieved that this verdict delivers justice. It is simply imperative that this vicious monster can never harm another woman again.
1: Okay, and that's Cahill Murphy, Ashling's brother, and before him, Ryan Casey, Ashling's boyfriend. Awfully, awfully sad. But justice was done yesterday. Uh, We will await sentencing and, of course, return to. The entire saga at the time of sentencing. Can I just um, quickly talk to Paul Byrne, Southern correspondent with Virgin Media News, because uh, stories, he's got a breaking story overnight. Um, it's an amazing story, actually. A man in his 30s, arrested. He smashed the window of a Garda patrol car on Lee side with an axe. And he smashed a number of windows at Garda- Gronenborough Garda station. And then he smashed the front door of the station as well. He clearly was upset about something. Maybe Paul Byrne will be able to tell us what. And he joins me by phone. Paul, good morning. Good morning Neil What's that all about and when did it happen?
5: Uh, We're talking yesterday afternoon about half two three o'clock it all started in the car park at Cronerborough Garda station where you'll have a number of patrol cars parked you'll have um, cars belonging to members of the public as well as uh, the guards own civilian cars Um, Basically, this man entered the grounds of the car park. and First of all, I believe he kicked the wing mirror of the patrol car and then took out an axe and a hatchet and put it through the, the windscreen of the, the squad car. He then made his way over towards the, the front of the building, smashed a number of windows in the guard station and then put an axe through the front door of the guard station. Now, you can just imagine that this was happening as in the afternoon totally out of the blue, and the members inside were extremely shocked, completely taken aback. And, you know, Neil, Gronach Roher, like a lot of stations, is quite a busy spot. You could have people in the public office there yesterday afternoon, you know, signing on for, uh, you know, looking to have a passport signed, uh, having a, a document signed, handing in their tax and insurance or anything like that. Thankfully, there was nobody in the public office at the time. The guards, however, were in their office behind the glass screen, which uh, leads on into the public office. But the guards basically had to go out and get this man under control. And I understand that they, they had to use um, tear gasters uh, laser or taser while uh, bringing him down. Um, you know, again, two o'clock in the afternoon, a man walks into the guard station, wheels and axe smashes up the place an extremely dangerous situation thankfully nobody in the public office and thankfully all of the guards escaped injury I mean you must remember in Dublin a couple of years ago there was a guy walked into a public office with a can of petrol and set the place on fire so these places are wide open for attack and you know you'd often ask yourself when you might enter a guard station, why is there a glass partition between the guards and the public office, or why is there a, a screen? Well, it's it's in case of anything happening, and you know they're they're wide open for for abuse or attack. But thankfully, nothing um, happened there yesterday. Okay. That, uh, okay, you know everyone escaped injury. But uh, what, why was he so angry? Can you talk about that at all? W- what I believe is that. He went to Cork Prison yesterday afternoon to see a relative, but well, he was refused access and uh, denied any visitation rights. And he went to Groner Brohergar, station, and while the detectives there were asking him and interviewing him as to what happened and why, well, he said, I was refused permission into the Cork Prison to see my relative, and if this is what it takes for me to go to get into Cork Prison, then so be it. I mean, bizarre. it sounds strange, it's bizarre, it's unbelievable. Some people will laugh at it, but, you know, we could have been dealing with a very, very serious situation here yesterday, but thankfully the guards were able to, to bring the situation under control. Nobody injured, but, I mean... Maybe the guy could have waited another day or two before he was uh, um, accepted and allowed in to see his uh, relative in car prison, but he wasn't one for hanging around and decided to carry out the attack at Gronabrohar Garda station. Okay. And um, okay. my understanding so... is that he's two in court later this morning, charged in relation to it. And if, if, if bail is denied which I'm sure guards will object to bail, Well, then he may get his wish to see his relative in court prison.
1: That's an amazing story. It really is. Let's see what happens in court with regards to sentencing or bail. Well, bail anyway, bail hearing. Can I just very quickly ask you, I know you've travelled to Clare for this breaking story of the two bodies, a man and a woman's bodies found in a house in County Clare. What can you tell us about this? They're a couple in their 50s, I believe.
5: That's right. Husband and wife, found in their uh, in their fifties. Um, you're talking about half two yesterday afternoon. Uh, a friend of the couple called to the house to see how they were having a chat, whatever and he made this shocking grim discovery the man's body was found outside in the garden at the rear of the bungalow and the woman's body was found inside the bungalow I understand one of them died uh, violently, now guards aren't looking for anybody else in connection with this uh, double uh, tragedy uh, we're in a place called Killin the Boy. it's about two miles uh, two or three miles from the village of Car- Carlafin, uh, outside Clare, uh, very very remote area, a beautiful bungalow. The sun is shining here today, but uh, there's a of presence, there's media around and uh, the bodies have since been removed. Postmortems will be carried out. Also toxicology uh, tests will have to be carried out. And... Um, you know, as I said, they're not looking for anybody else in right. the state. It's been, it's been treated, I, I understand, with it. We'll have a, a clearer indication as to the, the line of inquiry later on, once the postmortems are completed. But it's uh, it's a gorgeous sunny morning, and it's very hard to believe that, you know, 24 hours ago, a couple here were going about their business, and now suddenly uh, the, the bungalow and the area is the centre of that media attention. All right,
1: Paul, thank you for that. Much obliged to you. And of course, Paul Byrne will be reporting on Virgin Media news on that story right across the day today. Text 0868 106. I know I'm late mentioning it, but you know all about it anyway. It is Friday. Happy Friday to everybody. So it's a free food Friday with Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So you need to be texting 0868 104 106 telling us who you are and where you are. And I'll start the shout outs round about uh, maybe 20 past 25 past 10 this morning. So text who you are and where you are for your chance to get you you and all of your work colleagues fed. It could be 15 to 20 of you. You will get starters, including the chicken wings, the chicken skewers and the beef skewers. And then for the main event, all of you will have choices of chicken wraps and chicken pittas, beef burgers all basted in the famous piri piri sauce. For sides, the piri salted fries, the rice... And also the waffle fries. They're going to give you all of the Piri mayo and the garlic mayo. And then for dessert, these whoppingly big cheesecakes. And you can... They send you an awful lot of different toppings. You can put your own toppings on your own cheesecake. So you're going to build your own cheesecake. So it'll feed 15 to 20 of you as we continue with Free Food Friday. So your opportunity is only a text away. to so text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. And if you're looking for delicious food this weekend or indeed any day or night, check out roosterspiripiri.com and visit them at Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Back after 10.
2: Now show, Red
1: FM. Live music in studio again to uh, round off the week for us. Uh, Two different acts to join us, including Monday, who will play live in studio a little later on this morning. Free Food Friday continues. Text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. It'll feed 15 to 20 of you, and I will start those shout-outs in about 15 minutes' time. But I want to go, uh, if you don't mind, to uh, Sylvia. Um, not, not Not the nicest thing to be talking about on a Friday morning involving children above near a school in from Oi, but the world is changing, lads and very, very quickly. Sylvia, good morning.
6: Good morning, Neil.
1: What happened? What's the, the story here?
6: Um. Well, my child came home from school on Wednesday, Did half day, and so did an incident occurred in the school whereby a number of kids, I think it was between four and six of them, um, were overcome by um, drugs. They'd taken drugs in the school toilets, and they believed that it was spice but look we've no confirmation on that. But they were in like a bad condition. Some of them were being carried by the teachers. The, those in reception were running for the defib. One of them was kind of making jerk movements and stuff was coming from their mouth. Um, and like you know you would be kind of thinking you know you know kids had heads on tails so I contacted all the parents and you know what to do here. They'd heard similar stories, and um, somebody said that it was um, weed or hash. Another per- person said it was cannabis laced for um, a vape, with, laced with spice. Cannabis
1: was, laced with opioids or some sort of yeah. a spray drug. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, these are the things that would, in in the past, of course, sadly, been available in in uh, in head shops and what have you. Yeah.
6: Yeah. 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 So very
1: very addiction. dangerous.
6: Yeah, exactly. There's ambulances attended the school, Gardaí attended the school. I waited all evening, um, still waiting for a response from the school. Um, Nothing has come across. um, And basically, I'm just there thinking, God forbid some other child has that drug and they won't be so lucky as to be found.
1: Now, this school, primary or secondary... Secondary. So, ages of the four to six boys, any idea?
6: Um, second and third years.
1: Second and third so years, plus 15, 14, 15?
6: and 15.
1: Okay, okay. Um, ambulance is called and Gardy attended the school. Were the lads yes. taken away in the ambulance to hospital?
6: I, I don't know, I don't know.
1: My God. We live in such dangerous times. I did get a response, incidentally, because we got in touch anyway uh, to try and find out if there was any statement. And we were responded to by uh, the PR company that deals with um, all media queries for the Cork Education and Training Board, including the school that you're referencing. And they said Cork Education and Training Board can confirm that angardish Okona and the emergency services were on site. At Kaloshta on Craveen am I pronouncing that right Sylvia? Yeah, okay
6: correct.
0: Yeah.
1: earlier today in response to a medical incident at the school so this would have been um, you know was this would this have been yesterday we got this response Wednesday. Yeah, yes. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday okay Wednesday all right the incident was successfully managed, and the Cork ETB and Koloshta on Craveen would like to thank the Gardaí and emergency services for their assistance so they don 't allude to actually what went on because we did ask them what happened they're just confirming that yes the guard were there, ambulances were there and um, uh, it was successfully managed. Why do you think it might have been something as dangerous as Spice?
6: Well I, I suppose, look, I'm only going by what I was told by my child and the condition that they were in you know, somebody said that you know, one of the boys was bent over like, um, like a zombie and one of them was like foaming, nearly frothing from the mouth.
1: They call it a zombie drug where people literally hang from the waist down. It's awfully yeah. sad, isn't it? It's just so sad, you know, for families and the, the kids themselves I mean, and their parents.
6: I hope, obviously, you know, like the school saying it was dealt with, it might be dealt with in regards to those kids, you know, and those families. And I hope, see they're all okay. But from my point of view, from my parents' point of view, Um, those kids were able to readily get hold of drugs, were able to bring them into school and who else might have those drugs? Who has gone home with those drugs? And you know, like kids, you know we can say they're innocent or they're stupid or whatever, but somebody might still go away and take these drugs again, saying, oh look, nothing happened to them, you know, they didn't die you know, they're grand, and we'll go off and take them, and some other family won't be full of it. Now,
1: you can, you can die, you could uh, die of a heart attack, actually the, the drug you're talking about, and we don't know that it was the drug that was taken, actually can give you brain damage as well as other things yeah. it is very, very, very dangerous, it's right up there amongst the dangerous most dangerous substance so you can the take.
6: Fa- the fact that Gardaí and Ambulance attended in the in school suggests that something serious Neil if you had young people or teenagers if you were looking after them personally and and if something like that happened do you not think that it is you are morally obliged to let others know that something happened and to look, look (laughs) look out for signs in your children check their bags be vigilant
1: oh you think more information should have been released about the incident then
6: why would you not send in? they're fast enough to send us emails and text messages looking for money could they not send us an email to say look an incident occurred please be vigilant please keep an extra eye on your children if you notice any signs these are So just, just
1: calling them. it a medical incident at the school full stop is not enough you're saying? No it's not Yeah.
6: a medical incident what is it like it's not it's not one person Neil that was you know, had an accident in the school. No,
1: I can't disagree with you on any of that. No, I don't disagree with any of that. Who'd want to be a teacher, though, in the times we live in now? Their job is to educate our children. They do so much more and we actually demand so much more of them, don't we?
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we we do. You know, like, they're counsellors, they're guidance, they're practically social workers. You know, like, I know, like, I appreciate completely they have a very hard job. But we also as parents have a very hard job also but and if we're not in the loop, you know, if we don't know what's going on this wasn't just a vape somebody didn't just go into a toilet and take a like, well, just random vape, like I don't smoke, I don't you know, I don't use vapes, I don't know. But they weren't just in there smoking a vape and were overcome by the effects of a vape.
1: Whatever way you look at it girl, what's available now to younger and younger people is a serious worry. What they're seeing probably in social media and online platforms is encouraging them to be maybe a little bit promiscuous with trying out things like this. Uh, it's It, it just must be very scary now to be rearing children. You know, it must be Tough on you. Constantly have to watch out for your for your children like that.
6: Of course, look, it's it's tough for anybody. You know, they they all there's these stupid TikTok trends or Snapchat trends or whatever they do be doing, and. Like you have to be kind of oh, like, look, I'm not aware of everything that's going on in the world. I can only speak to my child on the dangers of drugs. But sure, I heart. know
1: that, but everything's available now online. You can order up something about a court case exactly. this morning where you can order anything on Snapchat. It'll it'll arrive as fast as a pizza. So exactly, like, you know, so,
7: God, as I, I
6: said, somebody these kids, these are junior level kids, so they're not allowed out at lunchtime. So somebody brought these drugs into the school took them in the toilets were overcome by the effects of them thankfully, thankfully nothing happened to those kids
1: What did your son say about the matter?
6: They, they don't know they, they thought the school should have been closed
1: Okay Okay. Okay. Well, that's as much as I got from them by way of a response. Responded that, um, they responded to a medical incident successfully well, managed. You,
6: you got more of a response than I did.
1: Okay. All right. It's sad the times we live in. I, well, the most important thing is I hope that the lads, I don't know whether it's four of them or six of them, you're not sure about the accurate number of them, but that they'll make a 100% recovery and that 100%. they're all right. Yeah.
6: 100%. And I hope the families and those involved get the support that they need because I heard one of the, the person who brought them in or whatever is suspended. What good is suspending them?
1: Who's suspended?
6: One of the one of the people involved is suspended. We'll,
1: so we'll have to wait and see what happens in so regards what, to that. What
6: good is suspending them? You're only punishing the parents who are trying to keep an eye on them even more. Yeah. And so they don't care being at home. Yeah, okay. More time to be on.
1: Okay. I think that's not the last of this, this story, we'll see how it develops But thank you Sylvia Inframoy, for that appreciate it, sad times, <coughs> much obliged Cannab- cannabis infused edible products are also available and these kind of cannabis infused jellies of course are another way that you can lure children into uh, taking all sorts of different things like cannabis infused edible products being chocolate spread, chocolate bars crisps, soft drinks, lots of them are available on sale and it's like old story. Everything in our days is just available online. Text 104 106 On the Ashling Murphy case, Neil, should we now not push for legislation that non-Irish citizens convicted of a serious crime be deported after they serve their sentence, says Desi. Pushka will be legally allowed to stay in Ireland after his sentence. He could be, remember, released after 12 and a half years. If a standard life sentence is 25 years, only serve half. Yeah, well, there's an argument to be made there for sure. Pushka's family should be convicted for perverting the course of justice um, and deported back to uh, their country of origin. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. It's Pushka's guard. Uh, It's also just so hard listening to the defence team supporting all of his... um, Well, no, actually, do you know something? I can't read out some of these texts because they actually would be bordering on legalese issues. So I'll take a look at them first before I read them. Come back after the break.
2: Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 0818-104-106, Red FM.
1: Right, if there's any text that come in, I've just had a closer look at them, if there's any text that come in that are anyway critical of anybody else except uh, Joseph Pushka, I will not be in a position to read them out. So anything to do with any of the um, uh, court officials or those working within law or extended family members, my apologies. I want people to read those out. I can say one or two of them in the sense of why is he not deported back to his own country? Why do the Irish taxpayers have to fund a, a fund his sentence in this country? It's an interesting point because that could cost the Irish state between eighty and hundred euro, hundred thousand euro per year now uh, to look after Pushka in an Irish jail. As a father to a daughter myself, I was thinking so much about the heartbreaking Ashling Murphy case. I keep saying, uh, I keep saying, my daughter. Be careful on your walks and your runs around the city. I cannot even imagine what our parents and family are going through. I really hope life is life in prison and not 15 years for the murderer. Rest in peace, Ashling. says Tony in Douglas. Thank you for that. Um, Why isn't this man being deported? He's from an EU country and let his fellow citizens there pay for all of his jail time. A life sentence is a joke, perhaps 14 years Um, They half it with good behaviour. A total joke like everything else in this country, says uh, Anthony. The conviction of Ashley Murphy's evil killer highlights one of the cons of EU membership. The free movement of people across the EU may seem fine to some people, but bad people will also move, which includes dangerous fundamentalists, extremists and, of course... Yosef Pushka I suppose so text 86 on that and we'll come back to them throughout the course of the morning but I want to come back to our phone lines uh, Ryan good morning uh, good morning, Neil. How are you? Uh, right? I'm good. Um, now, this is back to... Early in the week, we were talking about toilets in, in schools, in a school where they take the, the the doors, the entry doors off the toilets because they couldn't monitor what was going on in the loose. Apparently, allegedly, they were wrecking them. They were tearing off the urinals. They were smashing things. They were pooing into paper cups and stuff. And this morning, we're hearing a story in Formoy where it could be something like spice or a very, very serious drug um, that has very much harm for students.
8: Your thoughts? Well, um, I actually have my own uh, two passive drug detection dogs working here in Cork. Um, And like I know, I did write to the Minister for Education suggesting that all schools, universities, colleges, etc., to uh, try and curb the... Or taking up drugs or bringing drugs onto uh, into schools campuses whatever to bring in on um, a regular basis bring in drug detection dogs and that would in itself act as a huge deterrent for students and staff okay okay. bringing, bringing drugs on site All Right.
1: that would be that would that, be a fairly fairly big move wouldn't it to have drug detection dogs at the entrance of schools? No, just bring bring the, bring the dogs in during lunch lunch time. Oh, random random searches yeah, of what, like lockers in and classrooms? Classroom. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yes. I'm listening. Go on.
8: Um no, I have done one or two schools myself, and with positive results. But um, I don't want
1: to know the schools that you went in and the dogs did oh, a sniffer I wasn't
8: going to say it. So, for, but what, what did uh, they, what did your sniffer dogs find? Just a, a very small small amount of. Um, Cannabis But they thought It was something Stronger When they They contacted me Okay And Mm -hmm. I brought in I brought in The two dogs And um, Let that know Within A few minutes We had Two or three hits And It's up to the Headmaster Or principal Of the schools Then to Determine what Action, or what course of action they take after that day? oh yeah
1: it's not of your concern and they are underage and everything so you. Exactly. So who did you approach with this I was going to call it a novel idea but maybe that's the, not the right term who did you approach about the possibility of doing this
8: oh, well I, I did send an email off to the uh, Minister for Education and like that note is probably put on the back burner Um
1: uh, and if you were to go directly to schools, perhaps they might be I slow, have, have, you know, to I want to do this done. because it might damage the school's reputation if it were known they had drug sniffer dogs coming in randomly. You know what I'm saying to you?
8: But OK, it, um, that would then send out a message then to uh, people or parents saying that they are taking an active. um Role in trying to keep drugs out of their school yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't think any parent would object to uh, random um, dogs running around. Well, the place. I, I, I certainly wouldn't if I
1: were a parent and I was worried about the safety of my son or my daughter. Yeah. But you, you never know about others, though. It might think it might be a step too far um, in, you know, in, in, in infringing on people's civil liberties. But who knows? Um, would, would they also but sniff this? Bit... Would they sniff the every uh, the students' lockers and things like that?
8: Yeah, they just walk along the side of the lockers. They don't. You don't even have to open the locker
1: door. Okay, okay. And t- and tell me, did you train these two uh, drug detection dogs?
8: No, I actually went to to Wales to do my training. I went over for for twenty one days to be certified as a dog handler. To the same place where revenue send their dogs are people to be trained. Customs, for dog yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, I got my first dog from the same kennels where Revenue get their dogs.
1: No, no. What can and they? What can and and you? Why? Why do you have them? Is this a private business? It is my own
8: little private business. Good um, man. What can they sniff? Uh, methadone, methamphetamines, amphetamines, all the opiates, uh, cannabis, uh, hashish, ketamine, heroin, crack cocaine, cocaine, spice. Um, oh my that,
1: God! That, how do you train? I could talk to you all morning about this. How do you train <laughs> them to be able to pick up all of those smells? They're all different.
8: Well, the the dogs were fully trained when
1: I bought them. But how is how how do they how do they learn that?
8: No, people people have this perception that the dogs are actually stoned half the time, which is uh, complete nonsense. It's all let down to the the, the the drive in the dog. If it's if the dog is uh, motivated by a ball a toy food, whatever the dog is motivated by, you can basically train train them to do anything, or her.
1: Okay, it's search and reward then, isn't it? Basically, yeah. yeah. And would your dog then, a drug detection dog, be entirely different to a cadaver dog, for instance?
8: Oh, totally. A cadaver dog will, will search just for Bodies, human right. scent. Uh, that's a very specialised uh, training. Um, no, to something that I would like to, to, to try at some point, but the the two boys that I have are are keeping me busy. All right,
1: okay, bike, okay, you know? all right. I got other calls here, so I won't keep him much longer. Is it Raylan or Raylin?
8: It's Raynor. R a y n o r.
1: Raynor, my apologies, it's, it's incorrect yeah. on the and street. The, so do you go into the, private? Do you go into private businesses then at the at the behest of somebody I, who wants to do a quick check in yeah, the workplace? Is it?
8: I, I can go anywhere where, where um, be it HR, our managing directors want the dog to right. go, and obviously if you take say the, the big farmers now you could only go certain places um, to big tech joints, you can basically go all over the place what are you finding? it's mainly cocaine and um, cannabis and hash in the workplace? The main, yeah they're the main ones that, that I find
1: ok and say in the workplace and you go in the dogs go in unexpected to the workers right? they're not aware
8: yes yeah. yeah. nothing nobody knows what I'm going to turn up um, for obvious reasons, because if if um, Neil Pendle decided that i come out to
1: Red FM, I don't have the call on that, everything. but I know what you're saying. I mean, that wouldn't be my yeah. call. But oh, yeah. do, do do any <laughs> staff <laughs> object? Sure, if, if it's in the contract, they, they've no re- they've no
8: grounds to object. Right.
1: And you, you would you? So where are you looking? Is it in the in the like you're looking for the remnants of cocaine in a work toilet? Is it or in it would it be in an office drawer yeah. or,
8: or what? Anywhere where you you can think of, you can hide it. You could go from the the base of a computer to the wiring ducting along the side of the wall to behind uh, electric sockets, you name it. People think of it and they will hide it there. But what if it's in somebody's bag? That then would be down to the HR or manager to, to determine what course of action they take. I mean, if you look at a lot of the contracts nowadays, it does state in their health and safety side of things that no drugs or alcohol are allowed on premises. And some companies will say that you can be searched at any time for drug testing. Now, I can do my own on-site drug testing to let the people or HR management know that there is or was drugs in... Neil Prendiville's drawer at some point,
1: but you can't test me though. So you can't. No,
8: okay.
7: no, okay. no.
1: Yeah, but, but uh, because because if you said companies. there was, like for instance, you could say that there was drugs or something yeah. in Neil Prendiville's yeah. drawer for sure. You could, but I could equally say, yeah, but it wasn't always my drawer, and other people use the drawer and things like that.
8: Well, okay, I yeah, I understand what you're saying. Okay, but, like, no, no, I'm just, I'm, listen, are, I'm just thinking out loud.
1: For, yeah. for I, before I do let you go, do you all? I mean, what kind of a strike rate do you have in the
8: workplace? Um, well, even even if there was a transfer of, of um scent, the, the the lads would pick it up as well. You know, so if, if you even picked up a, a little block of hash or cannabis, whatever, and you'd um picked up then your researcher's phone will transfer onto that so then you could follow back then from there Alright, hold, hold, hold on there
1: because I want to get details of, of what you do, where you do it and uh, the name of the company and things like that but I'm just conscious Raynor that I'll lose Michael if I just take a quick call from, we are talking about kids actually and the temptations for children, Michael good morning Good morning Nick. Yesterday and I have many many texts on this with regards to vapes and changing the law to make it illegal for anybody under 18
4: but share your own story with me just uh, last week, my own son came home, and uh, he, he was he wasn't looked to. One. I said, "What's wrong with you? How old is he? Eleven. Okay, go ahead. And he actually he went to the bathroom, and he was getting into reaches. So I says, "Come on!" I says, "Come on!" What's happening? You had what's wrong what with And he just kept saying, you know, "I'm okay, I'm okay." And Jesus, like, hey, I kept on to my son. Look, this is not right. I have, it. and he kept going back into the bathroom, getting six lines. the eggs after the shelf. Madam, I said, "What's happening?" And he basically came up with it That he was buying these dim them, them vapes. He's actually getting them in in tow shops in the in, in town. And they know that they know that he's the agent. And his other friends will get them there as well.
1: These are the these are the vapes, of course, the uh, single use ones, the puff for about yeah, eight, for about five hundred yeah, puffs. Is it or are yeah, they
4: different? He, he was actually. when he saw his pockets, he had uh, a refill stuff. Is it?
1: Oh, the a bottle. Is it?
4: Yeah, and he was saying that they, they, they get to, they're serving them with stuff with cannabis and everything in it. So, um, there's traces of cannabis in, in these bottles as well. As well. And uh, it's just basically like I you know, I was going me and the wife were going to go into the shop now, and I confront these people because they shouldn't be given to these kids, you know.
1: Okay, without naming the establishment on air, do you know where they've been sold? I do yes, and is it in? Are they being sold in some? Say, I don't want to identify the actual shops themselves as I said, but you're saying that they are. They do, they're the traditional vape shops that we see that they sell with cannabis in the vape.
4: Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, okay. So I actually don't know the shops. I never. Okay, and to I know d- I, I, I know you might level. and
1: I don't want to know them either. But there are there are actual real shops with signs yeah. over the yeah. door. Yes. Okay. Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, and, he and got, these guys, these guys in the shops know that these are the very young children, and they're still selling to them, mail, you know? And
1: did any of in any case
4: because your son is eleven, did anybody ask their age or his age? Did he say? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think so. I don't, I don't want this money, Neil. To be true, that's my age, you know. No, all right. Never like so he 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 doesn't look over anything. Do you know what I mean? So these are H H C vapes. I actually don't know any but just because we, I just as I say, found the bottle and he gave me the bottle of this. But he has been taking them for a while. He said this, well, in he's getting them in there. So it wasn't his first. And did you ask him why he's doing this? I did. did I just at the time? I just you know, he's after stopping. Oh, but just you know just prisons, things at the time but he 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 did get. I'm saying he got violently sick overnight he did and we had to sit up all night watching him and everything because he was he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't too well like so yeah he mentioned some, some other stuff as well I don't know what I can't think of the tomorrow Mr. I mean the temptations so. that are there now for children
1: is just off the charts isn't it exactly because the, the
4: stuff I got on the bottle well is all flavor stuff in it you know what I mean so there's all what there was this flavour, you know? It was flavour. Flavour, oh, yeah. They love yeah. the
1: flavours, you see, because they know the yeah. kids will go for the flavours.
4: But it, it mightn't be a bad idea for you.
1: I obviously don't want to know where. Um, not on the air anyway. I'd love you to tell me off the air, because we'll give them a call then. Um, but if you if you called into them and had a word with them.
4: Call, I am calling
1: into them, I am. Yeah, would you let me know how you get on when you go in and talk to them about it, or confront them, or call it what you will? To be Monday, Monday going No, that's them? fine. And come back them. to me, let me know how you got on, all right? I will need, I will. Okay, so hold on there because I do want to know the shop where your son bought this and I want to find out exactly what it is that he bought. So see if you can uh, just hang on there for a Michael, uh, Michael and uh, Seamus or Kevin will talk to you. Let me, let me just finish with sorry there, Raynor. I just knew I wouldn't be able to hold on much okay. longer because Michael was under fierce pressure. So if somebody wants to use your services, say in the workplace or indeed a school that might be innovative enough home? to try it out, are you,
8: homes? Yeah, I can go into a private residence with the parent there. Well, the, the youngster's at school or the, the husband or wife is out. Okay, there could be needs for that if a parent is
1: worried about yes. a son or a daughter. Okay, yes. so um, how can people get in touch?
8: Well, the website is R T c a n i n e s dot i e. R D,
1: as in Roger and Dan. R D canines. Yeah. R D canines. Yes. Okay, and um, how much would a visit cost, do you mind me asking?
8: Uh, depending on. Be residential schools or workplaces would be in around the 350 400 quid for the today or for the, the duration of whatever time I'm there. Oh yeah well, that
1: would be a big uh, business but a, a, res- a residential yeah. setting would be significantly less would it?
8: Oh god gotcha. yeah yeah okay. you'd be looking maybe about 150 quid for and a residential. Are you busy? Yeah tip it away. Okay. Well, as little as possible for as much as possible. You know your site. <laughs> <laughs> I love that logic, my
1: friend. I love it. Well, there good you luck go. with that. Is rdcanines.ie? Is it?
8: Yeah. Mind yourself. Do um, stay in all, touch. All the, all the contact details are on on the site and the contact us page
1: okay pal thank you and good luck with it it certainly is an innovative um work uh you have and indeed um you know going into schools mightn't be that bad an idea text 0868 sorry now it's difficult to turn the old pages of a lot then on uh, vapes and children or what have you i actually have I've fucking dropped it i've only one hand uh, i also have a, a response from circle k which i want to get to where as well but can i please do our first bunch of shout outs we're on a free food friday uh, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park so to everybody at Mahan Concrete and Quarry um, they're going to have an early Christmas party if they win today Pat McDonald paints in the Commons Road Foot Solutions and the Grand Parade especially M- Maria Archer they're all working very hard and they'd love to win Prompto Dispatch in Watergrass Hill good morning to Harry and all the lads Just, they will dispatch that food pronto if you send it up my fiancé's birthday today. He's Graham Brady. Um, hi to all at uh, Red FM. Please consider GRP Roofing Supplies on the Tremor Road Commercial Park. Complete upholstery foam and the foam centre in Barrick Street. Dock Decor Paints and Decorators are working and listening at Kildari. To everybody at the Dean Hotel, Rockwell Engineering, Merview Laboratories in Watergrass Hill, Donovan Auto Services, Bridgewater Homes and Waterfall would love to win. So would everybody at Blockwall Developments in Ballanglana, Pat McDonald Paints, the Waterstone Clinic, for all the great work they do. Centra in Kinsale, Lee Cabs on the Northgate Bridge, Mary to, Morning to Mary and all of the staff, Tigers Chil- Childcare, um, in, imagine, is that Pembroke Street? Maybe, I'm not quite sure. Data Manager's Office in the CUH, DesignStore.ie and Y'all, they're very busy sending out Christmas lights and decorations. Northside Tires in the Old Mallard Road, all of the staff, including Margot at the Toll Plaza in Watergrass Hill. Do you ever wonder why they are just so kind uh, and happy in the, in the toll I mean I know is it the people or is it the training or a bit of both but they are lovely people on the toll up in Watergrass Hill to Euromed and Ring to DNC Development in Glanmire and the Pharmacy Department in the Mercy Hospital so that's the first bunch of shoutouts text who you are and where you are to one oh six and we'll do the next bunch of shoutouts courtesy of ourselves and Rooster's Piri Piri in about 20 minutes time back to the phone lines we go Pat is in Tipperary Pat good morning morning ladies you want you want to talk about uh tougher sentences
9: Yes, I've been looking at uh, uh, cases over the years there and um, what I was looking at is if we send these people to jail, will they come out any different from it? And the answer is in some of these cases, with very extreme and show no remorse I was of the belief um, that these people will not be any different. The ingredients is just not there. And like you spoke earlier about the cost, and I'm just looking at a 2008 article there and they were saying, at uh, leash was even 270000 a year. That was the most expensive. Per so prisoner. Sorry?
1: For, that's per prisoner per year.
9: Yeah. Um, no, oh, the average they said was 97700 and that was back in 2008. So, like, we're spending massive amounts of money uh, uh locking up people when I believe and this is in very extreme cases where somebody shows no remorse at all and shows that they actually uh, planned to do this this was worked out Uh, these are the types of cases I'm talking about It would
1: seem well in Pushka's case you know there's so much evidence and CCTV footage and everything that he was out stalking and looking for somebody it was premeditated I would imagine that nobody would uh, nobody would uh, argue with that
9: yeah. Like if it was something off the cuff, you might say, look, he just had got a bad thing, he got a bad turn, and he just done it off the cuff. But if something is cleverly planned, and as I said, you can see from the evidence that was in the case, uh, all the cover-ups he tried to do, you can see um, yourself, and this is the type of case I'm talking about, where you can see no ingredients of any decency at all. I believe we should go back to, i uh, given a clear message, and this should be for uh, respect for the people that have been left down with the justice system in this country and I know Helen McEntee is doing an awful lot on the justice system with um, uh, the chap Brown there as well, James Brown.
1: One of the things that will certainly go against him and Frank Graney said it earlier on this morning is the fact that he pleaded not guilty when the evidence was absolutely overwhelming and of course he's entitled to a defence but he was this arrogant, smirking individual, evil nasty person. He, He He's gonna. He's gonna find that. Um, you know that law will be taken into consideration during his parole. I would think in twelve years' time, won't it? Having said that, the first twelve I years think. of his first twelve years of him in jail will cost us at least one point two million euro.
9: If willing, like at the end of the day, is the ingredients there, would he come out any different? And I think most people would be of the opinion no. So why are we putting this uh, to a cost to the taxpayers of this country? Now there's an awful lot of things, as I said, they're working on with the justice system and even in the court system I, I would find it and I even said to myself, I would find it very hard to go in and put representation from a person that you know in your own heart is 100% and guilty, and you have to go in there and put a case. So we need to look at the overall justice system in this. Case. No, everybody's <laughs> entitled to a defence, and if you get a defence, you get a defence
1: team, whether it's senior counsel, junior counsel, solicitors, all of those have a job to do. They do it professionally. They're there to represent their client. There can be no criticism of them. I know I got a lot of texts oh, this no, morning,
9: end, but like, it's very hard for them to go in and actually put a case. They're together, professionals, and though.
1: And it's they, they, of, they, of they taxpayers' money is no well. my, No, no. I can't allow you to say that because everybody including you and me is entitled to a defense and you bring in lawyers and you bring in barristers to do just that to defend you as best they can now you could just plead guilty which this nasty piece of work should have done and saved us an awful lot of money and time
9: but when when they don't
1: and he's an arrogant git then you have to have a trial
9: I suppose what I'm saying is if uh, in secret a uh, uh, conversation the uh, the legal team are having, they should say to him look, you're going to put an awful lot of cost to the state. You know the same as I know. You've done whatever you've done. Uh, would you maybe, ever plead guilty? Maybe
1: they um, do. Maybe they say listen, this is an insurmountable mountain for us to climb and he arrogantly would say, no I'm not guilty and I'm going to win and I want you to defend me. But the
9: bottom line with all this and what should come out of all this is there should be a clear message there uh, that the justice system in this country is an awful lot tougher and that the taxpayers will not be funding. the deficiencies we have within our justice system we need to look at the overall thing but the clear thing out of this case and a lot of the other case I'm looking at is I believe uh, this, 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 the taxpayers of this country shouldn't be put to the burden of uh, wasting money on people that the, the, the ingredients is just not there so what should
1: and we do with them then Pat?
9: I I believe we should bring back in just putting them asleep and there was extreme pain ah, that's I'm heavy duty stuff capital case. punishment I'm talking about very extreme cases now, and there's a couple I could name, but I don't want to get into it. No, no, I mean, you're you're
1: making this comment, but I'm not associating your comment with any cases. You're just saying, in general terms, uh, capital punishment, which was done away with in the 90s, um, but it's still on the statute books. Is it for, um, for murdering a guard, though, isn't it? Is it all gone It completely? is, but
9: like, we have to get a clear message. We've done it even with road safety. We brought in measures there with respect for people who have lost lives at road safety. We brought in laws there. We should change laws and with respect for Ashley, she was an outstanding young lady. Annie Pearden would be proud to rear a girl of her ability and what she had to offer this, uh, you know, this country. And for somebody to be in a position to take that life and at the, at the, um, plan-taking is um, we need to look at the extreme of this case and look at need to look at the what happened here and uh, we need to start reflecting this in our justice system okay well we yeah. can
1: only we can only deal with what's on the statute books for now with anybody that's up in court and i'm talking in general terms because we can't talk mm-hmm. about any specific case in terms mm-hmm. of capital punishment because it doesn't it doesn't exist for right now But what does exist is um, a life sentence that isn't a life sentence. It possibly is
9: 12 and a half years. Yeah, but at 12 and a half years, will they come out any different? And like, right. if we're, I'm going back even to the 80s where a certain person was locked up for six years and came out to run, um, you know, the, a certain right. underhanded, you okay. know. So okay. the, no, all right, I won't, draw, I, want
1: to draw, to I won't go into any cases that I'm yeah, not aware you're making.
9: but the 80s, okay. our prison system is not working. Now, we okay. have a situation as all well right. where prisons are overcrowded, so we need to look at other ways of basically uh, getting rid of this burden to the taxpayers. Yeah. Build,
1: be a build bigger prisons, I would suggest. Thanks, Pat. I'm going to move on, but thank you. John, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, um, you're talking about this. Is this or isn't this a landmark case? It's a man found guilty of a brutal murder of Ashling Murphy.
10: Well, there's has been news, Neil, about, about you know, watershed moments and everything for women, right? This will only be a watershed moment for the women of Ireland, right? If this guy never sees the light of day. When the judge judge hands his own sentence and when he says, you're getting life, I am sick and tired of people that have been in court and charged with horrific murder stories. The, the term life being used and we know they're not going to do life this guy, like any other guy that takes the life of a man or woman or a citizen in this country, when the term life is used by the judge in court it means there's no parole you go in and you come out in a box at the end
1: of the day And That's uh, a whole of life term they call it in the UK
4: Yeah, yeah.
10: yeah. there's a line there from the the, the film, the uh, Unforgiven and it says, uh, he's talking about killing Uh, the the character and he says it's a hell of a thing to take away a man's life to take away all he has or all he ever will have and Ashley Murphy's life was taken all she had or all she ever was going to have is gone then how do you put a price on her life so I'm not worried about what it costs to keep this piece of evil as the judge said evil was in the court this evil piece of human garbage he is to be locked away and never see the light of day again like any and I tell you hasn't just tell him the water should it's right in one way to use this term because I can see people walking around the lock, I exercise all the time around the lock and you know the lock well and since this happened, I can see young women during the day even but especially when it gets us, there's a lot of walking at night and women fitness walking in and I can see their body language changing when they're coming towards me or any other male I can see them turning their head away I can see the nervousness and this piece of human garbage has done this to the women of Ireland, he has unsettled them completely so lock him up, uh, weld the, the, the cell door shut and leave him right inside there.
1: So it would be a landmark case if it was to be a whole of life sentence.
10: Well, I mean, the are like Malcolm MacArthur, He's done over 30 years of killing Brady Gargan, even mm. though he was never charged with Dolan done the second murder. Oh,
1: but more more recently, Lucy Letby, the nurse in the UK, got a life in prison with no chance of release, a whole of life. She will never be released. She murdered seven babies, attempted to kill yep. six more. Yep. She's yep. never going to come like, out. I
10: mean, I mean, like your previous caller there, like, I mean, he's on the, the monetary part to the day, what will cost? cost? Oh, I don't care what it costs to keep this locked away for the
1: rest of his right. life. Thank you, I ma'am. don't care what it costs. All right, thanks as always. Text 0868-104-106. Back after the break.
10: Get it off your chest. Text
2: The Neil Brenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM.
1: With regards to the big displays of vape products at Circle K, and they're big, huge vape products up on top of um, what would have been the ice cream cabinets, and they're all different colours, and they're all very attractive looking, and they've got big signs around them. um, And uh, people were very critical that they just look way too tempting for young people. So we got in touch with Circle K yesterday and queried as to... um, what they do with regards to selling vapes and the big you know displays that they have and they said circle k offers customers a wide variety of products and services across the network we, we know all that they are an official licensed premises they say for the sale of nicotine products but they adhere to all of the regulations regarding the sale of tobacco and nicotine products in the stores they also require all retail colleagues as in all of the circle k uh, shops to verify the age of any person purchasing these products who doesn't appear to be at least above the age of 25 and that will help them to ensure that no person under the age of 18 can purchase tobacco or nicotine products Um, so that they're saying that they're doing this anyway, that it would be impossible for somebody under the age of 18 uh, to buy a a vape or a packet of fags whatever the case may be. They say they welcome the expected law to pass soon uh, which will restrict the uh, sale of vapes and have an age restriction on them, um, and the process to retail nicotine products in a safe and responsible manner, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So what they're saying is um, that if anybody doesn't look at least age 25 or over, and they want to buy a vape or a packet of fags, then they're asked for ID because they refuse to sell to anybody under the age of 18. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone on uh, 818 uh, 104, 106. And remember, it's a free food Friday, and it's your opportunity to scoop lunch for up to 15 to 20 of you this lunchtime when the Red, when the Red FM patrollers will deliver it piping hot. So text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. Rob says, I have a friend who was a very heavy smoker. He gave up cigarettes and took up vaping. This fellow has a sister who's a doctor, uh, and she told him, stop vaping. Go back on the fags. Uh, I think I may have read that one out yesterday. My apologies for reading it out a second time. But um, uh, that also led me on then to reading the entire text where some of the wording on it said, um, used a very derogatory comment for people who might have um, issues with their mental health or indeed be on the spectrum for different issues. Uh, I had the text read out before I realized it because I hadn't pre-read it. I usually have the text checked for me in advance. Uh, and unfortunately that texter Used a very derogatory and unkind term to talk about the mental capacity of somebody who would um, smoke or take a vape in the first place, and it upset a couple of people. And they texted me yesterday, and rightly so. And I'm happy to apologise. I shouldn't have read it out. Um, It wasn't, they weren't my words, but I take responsibility responsibility for reading out the text, and I apologise to those that were upset about uh, by it. Uh, And I hope to do better and make sure that they're extra checked in the future. Back after 11. Now show red fm yes indeedy and your opportunity of course is uh, only a text away for free food friday courtesy of ourselves and roosters piri piri douglas and blackpool retail park and if you're looking some delicious food at the weekend then check out roosters piri com or call into them in douglas um, or else in blackpool retail park starters main courses and some beautiful cheesecake add all your own toppings to it, and the Red Patrollers will deliver it. It should 15 to 20 if it should be fed, and we'll do another bunch of shout-outs in a few minutes' time. Um, With regards to uh, Ashley Pushka's, sorry, uh, Joseph Pushka's uh, murder trial, and found guilty. Pushka did the most horrible thing. Yes, he did. I feel for his children. Imagine having a father that could actually do something like that. Uh, Don't give him my details, but I was recently speaking to an older person in the neighbourhood who was scared to walk home from the pub on Saturday night, both he and another neighbour walk home together don't we live in sad times Neil it's only a five minute walk I also refuse to walk alone after dark says Eilish Uh, just said I would make you aware if you already didn't know it that when sentenced in Ireland to two years or more if you are of a different nationality You are entitled to go back to your own home country to serve your sentence once you have 25% of your sentence served in Ireland, says Owen. Thank you for that. I love to get detail like that, which means that if, say, for instance, Pushka decided to leave, he could do so after 25% and he would become the burden of another state then with regards to looking after his Um, incarceration just listening to you talking about vapes and the products available for children the vapes perhaps that you were talking about could well have been the ones available in vape shops they're called hhc vapes unfortunately they are very very strong they make users high like a joint would make you high just one or two puffs works immediately kids are using them the cost of one is 45 euro but you can get stronger ones that cost 75 euro. These are not and should not be legal. Perhaps that is the type of product that you were talking about that was used by the lads allegedly above in the school in Formoy, where the guards had to be called and ambulances had to be called and stuff like that. My son Neil has made me aware of a certain ice cream van in our area that is selling vapes to kids out of the van. He was asked did he want any of them when he was getting an ice cream recently, and he's only 12 That is a worry, and I imagine that um, that is very annoying for other people, of course, who are in the ice cream trade to hear that that could well be happening amongst them. They'd be very angry to hear that. Um, I don't know that we'd see a whole lot of ice cream vans at this time of the year, but there you have it nonetheless. Um, Sad to hear that. It's very challenging now for parents with young children, and very challenging for the children themselves with regards to the amount of, I suppose, the amount of temptations that are out there. Back to the phone lines on a busy Friday morning. Coleman, good morning. Or is it Kuleman? Can you turn? Can you turn your radio down? I'll come back to you after the break.
2: Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. Oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Red
1: FM up the phone, get involved, 0818104106 got a text this morning saying that uh, they were very sad person texted me saying they were very sad to hear that there would be no official switch on of the Christmas lights again this year, uh, for many years of course it was a big family occasion where everybody came in and we every, everyone was there and they had the big switch on and everybody went ooh and ah, and it was a fantastic big ceremony, it hasn't happened in a while and one was hopeful that it would happen this year, but it ain't by all accounts so the texter was right, we contacted the Lord Mayor, Councillor Kieran McCarthy, who joins me by phone just to confirm that it ain't happening.
11: Lord Mayor, good morning.
12: Oh,
11: yeah, Hi Neil, how are you doing? Um, thank yeah, you for taking the call. Where, where are we at? Yeah, we can't uh, we, the budget I suppose it was costed at like over 50,000 euros and the the council just don't have that funding so it's not in our in our own in-house budget, that's the main reason why other than that like, we'd probably create some sort of version of it um, but just this is not manageable at creating with 50,000 euros and I, I think it's 50,000 upwards I mean I got a quote this morning or I was told this morning 100,000 euros but I know in the past it cost and before Covid it was 50,000 euros
1: And how could it cost that running. kind of money between 50 and 100 grand to switch and on lights? The security,
11: lights. the stage Yeah, no we did I remember. I actually remember before Covid we, I think there were documents that were sent around to council because I know council did critique it we got reports back from it but it's a while now since um, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been councillors or colleagues this year and last year that wanted back, but it actually just comes down to cost. That's that's what it comes down to. We just don't have money.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's hard to believe though. In the same week when we talk about four hundred grand robo trees and a cost of eighteen grand a year to maintain them, and they are pure useless, but you can't find fifty grand to light up people's lives and make families and kids happy with the switch on of the lights. That's sad. I oh, man, it's just sad.
11: Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it just comes down to money for us in terms of, um, but we are, I mean, there is a programme running out called Corkmas, uh, and of course, there will be kind of a, an alternative form. Of Corkmas, and world. it's brilliant, I saw that, yeah, we'll yeah, promote yeah, the hell out look, of it. But. And look, we need to get behind that and we need to get people into town and town will look great at Christmas time. I mean, it's easy to, I mean, we just need to stay positive. Um, so they can't find yeah.
1: fifty grand out of the entire budget of Cork City Council to turn on the lights. Last year, yeah, the the reason was given some daft reason about overcrowding. Are you aware
11: of that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then the because years before
1: sure. that were COVID. So this would have been a great opportunity to bring it back in style.
11: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and sure as, as Lord Mayor that was one of my my top priorities when I got when I got into June, I'm sure. But I'm I'm left with there's a, a budget hole of fifty thousand and I was told like where'd you want to take that from? Uh, like there are cutbacks to local government funding and that's just I mean there is the central government funding or the the, the NTA funding you're describing for the robo trees, but that's that's for a certain purpose. We can't move that money into. It'd be great to, have, to be able to have, have the ability to move that money. You into,
1: could have switched on the software. lights for eight years if you'd used the money that was spent on these useless trees. You could you could find the fifty grand or you know the people who look after the finance if they maybe took it out of the fund that's set aside for overseas junkets for councillors. No.
11: Uh, no, no, there's not that many trinkets that are ongoing now. Um uh, There's always something on the cards. COVID. There
1: was a big one there uh, recently to Lisbon. For instance, I'm just trying to find. So if you know, if, if I got in there, I'd probably find fifty grand for you. no problem if they threw the
11: books wide open. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> huh? Well, look, next June, next June is a local election. See <laughs> on the ballot papers, you know. <laughs> ah, but seriously, I it's. I do, do not need you to make a good councillor as well. So. Do you think I'd be elected Lord Mayor? You do. <laughs> I think you'll probably get elected, let's say whatever ward you're running. <laughs> so oh yeah, well, whether flat- you'd like it or enjoy the journey or not is another Flattery
1: thing. will get you everywhere. It's hard work, man. No, but seriously, it is sad. It's yeah, not yeah. the kind of news people want yeah, to hear.
11: Yeah. No, no, it's not. And look, there's been a few of us that have been fighting for it for, for years to bring it back, and it's just this hole in the budget. I mean I think we've had to split to I think we've got a budget meeting now this, this week coming and we're, we have to find another million and a half or two million euros in cuts, you know, to the budget. It's just ongoing cuts, 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 cuts. Costs are just going up. I mean, I mean, you, you regularly talk about costs on your show. I mean, listen to the show and you're talking about how can local government, like the cost goes up, goes up anytime. The council bids for something out of a sudden, the cost goes up. It's 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 incredible. It's very very difficult. I know, I know. But as it's as well it's
1: fifty grand, and it would be so great yeah, for yeah. people. But um, is there supposedly some change with regards to uh, Bishop Lucy Park? There's there's a bad year, like no glow as well this year. What's going on there?
11: Oh, well, it'll be hosted. It'll be hosted kind of elsewhere. I don't have the full details of those. Emmet Place, I heard. Is it there. Emmet Place? Um Mm-hmm. No, you you, no, you you caught me without notes. Or no, I think that's that's what it is. Is there's yeah.
1: there's ongoing work in, in Bishop Lucy Park or something? I believe. Yeah,
11: yeah, the revamp of Bishop Lucy Park. Yeah, you, uh, you're talking about you're
1: talking about junkets there. Were you in China last week? Do you mind me asking? Yeah,
11: yeah, yeah, yeah. From from Windsor to 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 last Wednesday. Oh,
1: and I don't mean to be overly critical, but any idea how many went and how much that would have cost? Uh,
11: three councillors, three officials.
1: It would be short of 50 grand I know But I'm I'm just making the point That there are junkets And there was one Just finished yeah, there in possibly.
11: China Well look I mean I, Look I, I, When I went there Over the last few days my, my Meeting after meeting After meeting I mean I met the mayor of Shanghai um, And actually what's oh, yeah. For me For me though I mean I went into minute detail Like the people that I met I was kind of going Okay what are we doing What's the memorandum of understanding Where are we at With our activities I mean, there was one There was one activity where I met the, met the president of Shanghai University, and, like, China is sending 800, 800 Chinese students to... to no, UCC. I understand.
1: I'm just picking up on the junket you know, like, issue. I'm just trying to... Oh,
11: yeah, yeah, but I'm, you know. I suppose I'm, I'm saying to you, like, I mean, look, from my personal perspective, when I went over there, it was kind of like, OK, what are we doing? What, what are we actually getting out of this relationship? Um, and, even, and even speaking to the mayor of Shanghai, like he also, when I met him in person for an hour, um, and he began a amazing with, like, this is the third largest city in the world. we I mean, were well, one of the top five twin cities that Shanghai have. And he also said to me, he said, Kieran, these are the three or four priorities and that he wants practical things done. And we we, we kind of looked at what has been done so far. We think for a practical program. I'd be able to view it, look not practical, and, and, and cut the tie But I think it's one of the strongest relationships we've had. And yes, it's it's ten thousand kilometers away, um, but when you're on the ground there, and you're you're. With mean, I the president of, of Shanghai and schools that are twin schools in New York, um, mm. yeah. So I mean, I, I made sure that look, this is what we're doing. Here's the top nine or ten, ten activities that we're doing. I didn't just go over there and go, oh yeah. No, I know, I'm doing
1: not. Doing, just, I'm not disputing just don't that. You did. Have a cup
11: of coffee, you know. No, I know, I know. You weren't, you weren't yeah, on I your. Know, I don't work like that. I, don't I know you
1: like weren't on your holidays, but uh, it's 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 sad no. news. At the end of the day, no official. The, the lights will come on, but it won't be a family yep. evening or a family
11: yeah. uh, night event. Yep. That's that's. Sad. I agree with you. I agree with you. It is. find fifty grand. Fifty grand, we 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 put it on tomorrow. All right, uh, my 50 man. Fifty grand upwards, so it's not just. I mean, it could be anywhere
1: between fifty and a hundred thousand. It couldn't be a hundred grand, for God's sake. In fairness, like a stage, that's the, that's a stage and a lights.
11: That's the cost I got this morning. I'm just going for my, I'm just going on the stats that were just before COVID. So All right. I'm not too okay. sure what the inflation has been since. All right, listen, I do
1: appreciate you coming on, taking the call. Thanks so yeah, much. No problem. Appreciate All it. Right. Take what care. Meal, That's take the care. Lord Mayor of Cork, Councillor Kieran McCarthy. So it ain't going to happen, lads. Um better to know really than to be living in hope Free Food Friday with more shout outs for everybody at Caulfield Transport, uh, they won last week, they said I had a fa- we had a fantastic feed and it was a huge uplift to everybody, so thank you to everybody uh, who helped us um, go to Caulfield Transport last week. Thanks for coming back, guys. It's always nice to say thank you. For everybody, O'Connor Pool opticians in Blackpool, uh, we got some food today, and if we got some food today, we'd share it with Three Degrees, the salon next door. Mulrock Construction are listening in Rochestown, uh, as is everybody at uh, Middleton Motors. Good morning to you all. Bark Park in Hyna, taking care of all the lovely doggies. Barry Sheehan Painters. Morning, Jason and all of the gang. A scaffolding Department in Stirling and Ring of Skitty are listening. Morning, Daniel to All Round Beauty in Mayfield, to all of the girls, Friday's their busy day. they share it with clients. Easy living interiors logistics. They've had a long week and they're uh, feeling the pressure of Christmas already. Everybody, of course, wants everything delivered before Christmas. I get it. To the Water Department at Cork City Council. Uh, working very, very hard. Headway and Ball and are listening all the time. Innovative Total Solutions in Middleton are listening. Eng Tech Engineering Supplies in Mallow. Joe's Edge Hair Salon in Blarney. Free Food Friday, please, for Ego Hair Salon in Cove. And for Mox Bar and the Bandit. Road. Trevor Toolhart. Toss Brian expert in Fromoi. Great bunch of people working very hard. Pet Stop on the Kinsale Road. AP Vaughan Recycling. Ravens Court in St. Finbars. And also Cooley Duff Construction. One of the lads has gone off to Tenerife so the rest of them could do with a bit of cheering up. They miss their work, colleague. Feed me, please. So we have one final... 10 minutes now at this stage to text who you are and where you are to 86 You might win for yourself Free Food Friday. But my apologies, it's actually, it's not Coleman it's not Cullamon, it's Coleman. Coleman, good morning.
13: Good morning, Neil. I got there in the end. What's on your mind? <laughs> um, no, it's just, uh, you know, t- about the capital Sen- Sentencing,
1: there. sentencing, where a life sentence yeah. in Ireland for murder could be
13: as low as 12 and a half years. Yeah. That's right, but like you have to look at also, like traversities with justice, like you know the, were well, the ones we know, got wrong. History, yeah. yeah. The Birmingham Six, the Guildford Ford, the Maguires. You know the troop may never be known if um, if they were sentenced to death at the time. You know you had people uh, marching in Birmingham that time with placards saying, you know, hang them high.
1: Did the signs say hang them high for the Birmingham Six? Uh, yeah,
13: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang them, hang em high. All these kind of things and. um... You know, you have people say like Joseph Conlon who died in prison in in, in England and um, you know, Paul's father and like you have to keep a, you know, if they
1: were dead, the truth would never be known. So I know the point, point you're making, I know, but I suppose people are emotive you know, when they hear uh, of people who actually, you know, come out after Twelve years oh, and yeah. in other jurisdictions. Then you'd have a full term, a full life sentence, where you would never come out. I talk about Lucy Letby as an example, for instance.
13: That's correct. Like, what do you mean? If you go to Margaret Thatcher after the documentary and um, the BBC, she said she would never believe. You know, a documentary about terrorists. You know, which which had a big bearing on and. Um Birmingham 6 being freed afterwards, you know Yeah, so
1: you have to, or on the side of caution, you believe that capital punishment might also actually execute people who were subsequently found to be
13: innocent Yeah, I mean, if you go to the Irish Free State, for instance um, the Irish Free State came into, into being on the 6th of December 22, and the 7th of uh, December 22 um, there was a TD executed going out to the dial Carl Sean Hales Um. And you know, as a reprisal for that, uh, there was four four of the IRA leaders in the four courts: uh, Liam Mellows, Dick Barrett, Roddy O'Connor, and Liam McEvilly were executed on the 8th of December um, by firing squad, and. You know, they they were without trial or charge, and yeah. um, yeah. Leo whatever would have referred that to as as as, as murder, you know, during yeah. the dial, yeah. going back in time. If it had been yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah, The New York Times described it as murder, foul, and despicable. So, you know, the um, you see you've got to be careful, you know, because that's just my opinion. Alright, you know, okay,
1: okay, alright, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Text 0868 104 106. Pick up the phone on 0818 106. And I was talking to the Lord Mayor briefly there again about the robo-trees. Got a load of text still on that and the cost to them and the fact that they're useless. We did hear, Neil, that the robo-trees only work indoors, then let them be put into storage as opposed to junking them and plunk them in the event centre when it's done. Storage wouldn't cost too much because the event center will be built very soon won't it smiley face uh, let's call a spade a spade it could have been 400 million euro the cost of the robo trees the city councils don't give a hoot it's not their money that's just the way the country is they just dump money those trees like climate change neil are all a massive con the council also has a climate change plan so you know what that means. No, I don't. All I know is if that's part of their climate uh, change plan, uh, robo trees that have proved, proved to be totally ineffective they want to go back to the plan the council claims that took 20 years to decide to build the tunnel because of the costs involved but i'd say it took 20 minutes to buy the world's most expensive ornaments says paddy and one final one i can't come on but in the name of god how much more crap are the people of this country going to put up with this puppet of a government can they get anything right you rightly stated uh, yesterday that they haven't a clue then you pull them up on it and they castigate you and they circle the wagons i don't mind that Anytime they're on TV, they have their stoogies with them, nodding like the dogs in the back window of a car. Imagine any other country allowing any minister to buy hundreds of electric buses when they have nowhere to charge them and no staff trained to drive them. They think they can do as they please. Unfortunately, we are dispensable pawns that must bear the brunt um, How, for instance, did the Green Minister get to America recently? He sure as hell didn't cycle there. And there's a lot then, actually, and I might come back to this with regards to electric cars from the the last few days. One or two of them says the battery that drives the electric hybrid motor also handles your lights, your air conditioning, your electric locking, and all your interior electrics, says Paddy. I know that, but I was talking about range, you know, because they say that these electric hybrids, and I know for a fact in the case of one of them, should be upwards of 58 to 64 kilometers but it never charges anywhere near that so even if you don't use uh, the heating system and you're not running aircon it still doesn't deliver what it says you know the way you get these promises with everything you buy i suppose it must be an absolutely ideal you wouldn't mind how quickly the electric car depletes the battery that's you can accept that but it's the charging i'm talking about the charging the low charge that you get ...on an overnight charge. From my understanding, the hybrid charger depends on the distance you travelled the day before. For example, if you went to, say, Kerry yesterday, you'd get maybe 45 kilometres electric charge. Tomorrow, if you went to Douglas and back, you'd only get 32 kilometres. Mind you, I rarely top up my petrol, maybe once a month. It does decrease your fuel usage, the hybrid... Just to add the 40, the thirty two kilometer kilometers would last just as long as forty five kilometers it would just be used up very quickly very confusing I, I mean I appreciate your text, but I find that really, really confusing I mean why can 't we just have hybrid electric batteries that charge to their full capacity every time you pull the, you plug them in I mean why not? <sighs> answer that question for me, text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Right, I want to do this as well because during the week we were talking about I don't have notes on it right now it says the one-handed man, uh, but we were talking during the week with regards to more chocolates that were being shelved or deshelved, including the Animal Bar uh, and others, and we've, you know, did some stuff on air then early in the week as to the different chocolate bars that are no longer available and people's favourite chocolate bars. So the animal was a very, very popular one. There are more gone to their eternal rest of that, you can be sure. Um, but yesterday Brida Forest was in the city centre to get people's reaction to chocolate and indeed the types of chocolate they love most and the ones that they miss the most and would like to bring back. Everyone's a fruit in the case.
14: they controversial.
0: My favourite bar of chocolate is probably the Fry's Turkish.
7: I like the Cadbury's I like the Cadbury's but there's something satisfying about that lump of Turkish it just feels feral or something just biting into it Cadbury's all Cadbury's the roses and all love the roses as well so do you like getting the Christmas tin so they, I do, I love it And I guess I love them because I'm a grandmother And they all comes in with all different ones to me But they know my favourite roses And dairy milk <laughs> Golden crisp Cadbury's Yeah, I'm like, oh, I had to buy a bar of that yesterday Because I thought, oh, we don't see that in the UK They do do different bars here yeah. Cadbury, Star-bra- yeah, Cadbury Starbar With the peanuts And Bay. the original rose We now get the Hachibay covered in chocolate Mine's the bounty anyway i bad one. Everyone hates it, but I think it's lovely. I bounty it It's the crunch on the peanuts. I didn't even know how they much they are from shop to Shop, ranging from 155 to 170.
4: <laughs> I haven't eat, eaten chocolate
14: bars in years.
7: Really? Do you not like chocolate?
14: I used to, but the bars I got so small now they're not flipping worth the money. Look at the state of Fredo. This is the topic I'm most passionate about in my lifetime. The Freddo, he used to be a good,
7: solid bite. He was a good chunk. Now what? He's a lick. He's just so slim. He's like borderline twirl. What he's after getting done? That is some, like... Slim
3: fast stuff that Fredos after going through But I need a thick Freddo back in my life It was announced that the
7: animal bars are being discontinued What? No, no, absolutely
0: not
14: I refuse to believe this The animal bars as you've been to love I used to love those
7: Oh my god, I'm shocked over that now Disaster Can you remember any chocolate or sweet from childhood that you'd love brought back? Um most Grace down by the bus offers, Wounded, a factory And I'd like get cleat toffee Please have me long go now. You suck it all day long. It was a bar when no, I was very young, two and two, it was called, you know, but it was an Irish bar it's right, say, 1975 about. It was a kind of uh, white chocolate, with a dark chocolate combined and there was like, a caramel running through the middle of it or something. It wasn't caramel either, it was divine chocolate, yeah. Oh, the Milky Way crisp roll ups, you remember yeah. them? Yeah. My everything. nan used to give me them every day. They <laughs> were my childhood. Lucky <laughs> numbers were in a box. They were beautiful. There was a mixture of everything in them. They were in the tin. They were beautiful. There's a thing called macaroon wasn't there, like in a white wrapper. Fries chocolate cream. The dark chocolate with the cream inside. Love to see that back. Beautiful. Yes, very popular. shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, them. Yeah. You can't be tomorrow. Bring back morrows.
8: Pixie bars. Pixie. It was chocolate and pixie bars. Yeah.
7: Do you know what I really <laughs> loved? Bar two and two. How many people remember that? <laughs> flavors. Oh, I can still taste them. Beautiful. The macaroon Bar, my grandmother, she loved them. She was always going to give them to us, go shopping and bring them up, yeah.
4: Yeah, someone gave you a gift or something maybe Christmas or something like that and you associated with that person of course yeah
7: It was an old thing from the docks long ago my uncle used to bring us it was you uh, oh. you bite into it it was crispy. oh the proper chocolate crumb yeah that's yeah. it memory remember being young now and looking forward to my uncle who from the docks Georgie, would bring in that and that was my happy memory loves candy apples yeah. they're an old tradition as well the neighbour of ours was to sell them and I'd get one for nothing because I'd sell them all to the rest of them around the place and i go around and said, do you candy
1: Apple. <laughs> Everyone's a fruit and a cake Thank you Brita I just loved that Vox because the stories from people are incredible it's not just a list of bars they all have fabulous reasons as to why they love a particular chocolate that was great fun yes and absolutely people are right about shrinkflation they have got smaller it's not that your hands got bigger it's just the chocolate bars and the packets of sweets have got smaller I love the, cr- the chocolate crumb story from the docks of Cork because the chocolate crumb fed many a house back in the day. Ask Neil if he remembers the 2 and 2 chocolate bar from the 70s. I used to work at my uncle's bar on a Sunday morning collecting glasses at the black man at the top of Dublin Hill. My payment was a bottle of Fanta, smoky bacon crisps and a 2 and 2 chocolate bar and 10 pence. I do remember the 2 and 2 and way back in the day it was also my favourite chocolate bar. And I love a good packet of smoky bacon crisps although I believe that crisp packets have got smaller as well. Do you remember the pub crisps with the big extra big packets? They were the job. So on online then we did a survey asking you what your favorite chocolate bar was it could be still around or it could be gone to its eternal rest and if i just give you the most popular two four six i'll give you the top 10 this is from online all right Uh, the most voted for online by you guys was the drifter bar followed by the smiley bar followed by secret two and two from a long long time ago mars delight the pink snack not the purple one, but the pink one. I'd be a purple snack fan myself. The Morrow, which is a great... It's got so small, but it's still a great chew. The Morrow, the Texan bar, the Top Deck, and the Bounty. All right, it's good to see the Bounty's still alive. What about the Calypso bar? Was that a cork thing? You know, beautifully, beautiful toffee covered in gorgeous chocolate. Anyway, uh, actually, there's one of them, actually, that Jennifer wants to hone in on. Jennifer, good morning. Morning, how are you? I've got in there at number two on Lee's side is the smiley bar. I've never heard of it. Can I see a pic of a smiley bar? What is it?
7: It's uh, it's like it's literally a chomp, but it has orange flavour in it.
1: What's Do a ch- Okay, so what's a chomp when it's at home?
7: Do you not know what a, a chomp is like uh, caramel with chocolate? It's chocolate. Like, oh. It's like a twist without the biscuit. Is it a bit
0: like a curly whirly?
7: Yeah, no, this isn't, this is like, it's like a yeah, it's like, it's like, literally like a long ruler, just with chocolate and caramel. I want one. they they used to be in the section boxes.
1: Alright, so yours is a smiley bar. Would you have to travel from Northern Ireland down to the, No, down-
7: see, what happened was, my mum and dad moved, moved from, when I was little, to yawn. Don't even go how how it happened, but when we when we used to go up north, there used to be the sweet fans used to come around. The what? Used to get the sweet fans. The, the fans, yeah. They used to call them the pop or the shop or the mobile the mobile uh, fan. A mobile sweet time, shop. I love it. Yeah. So because up in Belfast, the city centre was so far away from from the shops are so far away, we weren't allowed to travel because of the trouble. So they used to be after dinner time and. King. So on a Saturday morning, we used to go to Granddad's house, and Ghana, we used to get the red lemonade and the red lemonade bottle, and then the shop would come, and we always got we always got a pound, which was back then was loads of money. So we used to get we used to get ten p bars. So there used to be a bar called a Caramac. Um, Caramac like, was
1: uh, announced it was retired yeah, this week yeah, as well.
7: Yeah. Um, then the Smiley Bar and the Chomp, and then you get your pick a mix. You get like. 20p worth of pick mix
1: And then off to so the dentist
7: if tra- your teeth pulled, and then I then suppose. We, and then we travel back home to y'all. We used to have our bag full of treats. But when we, when we, when mum and dad, when we used to be in school and y'all, mum and dad used to, we all used to get 10p bars after school. So day, every right. day we all have a different bar. So right. one bar I'll always remember is a smiley bar. All right, so, so it's the smiley I, bar so for you. Was,
1: you should so be so watching... It, was your, okay, it was should,
7: books in Super Value that yeah. the man used to come out with 10p's. Right. Watch treats for everybody okay. and then my mum and dad used to do it alright lovely for story
1: like, great reminiscing forget your uh, red lemonade it's Tanora you should be drinking alright
7: oh no my husband my husband lives in Dungarvan we live in Dungarvan and Tanora is his favourite drink since his nana alright so I know what Tanora is um well, no, red lemonade was up north, tradition. All right, okay, have a good Tanora. one, have
1: a good weekend. Wet your whistle with Tanora. Um, uh, just one or two more. The Turkish Delight is also a third of its original size. Caramac is widely available here, Neil. Contrary to saying that you never saw it, it's a red and yellow wrapper. I remember buying them in Belfast in the mid-60s. Caramac is lovely. It's the Milky Bar. Um, it's like the Milky Bar in size and solid, but unlike the Caramilk, which is soft, Caramac has um, a kind of a caramel taste but no chocolate. Thank you for all of those um, and there's one or two more talking about uh, healthy breakfast bars and things like that so we'll come back to those but I want to do some music guys after the break. This is going to be great fun because we're actually going to do Monday Obviously, in studio, we have Cahill Fitz, who was due to play us out anywhere, anyway. So we got both of them, and they might even do uh, a collab together. More after these.
2: Cork's biggest conversation is here. The Neil Brenderville Show is on Cork's Red FM. All
1: righty, lines will stay open after midday on oh eight one eight one oh four one oh six. We'll pick up on all of the business then on Monday morning. Happy to say, we got Monday in studio. It's been a while. I can't, I can't clap, really.
14: I can feel the vibrations across the room. So I can do it this way. Yeah, yeah.
1: great to have you back you happy know, 21st anniversary thanks very much thanks very much does it feel like 21 years since the album not really
14: no to be honest I, 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 the last 25 years feel like 10 you know it's kind of I'm, I'm in a time warp in my own head I'm lying to myself and 24 Star Hotel wasn't the first album sure wasn't no. I mean you're 5 albums in but that was the second wasn't it so it's the second album and um, it was in my uh, bedside drawer for 3 years uh, because I'd just departed from the record label but I hadn't really got the rights back and then um, I didn't put it out until I was 27 but I recorded it when I was 24 hence the name so it should be called 27 Star (laughs) Hotel I don't know but, uh, yeah, so it came out in uh, 2002, so I'm kind of celebrating 21 years since All its right, release.
1: Man. Celebrate with us, then.
14: Yeah. It's something, will you? What are you yeah. going to do? Um, I'll do Mexico. It's a you good, upbeat one for you a Friday. for backing vocals? Well, if you want, want to do backing vocals, uh, you're very I'll welcome. i fingers, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Monday Studio. Okay, so here we go. And if we go to Mexico, will it get better?
0: and all the cracks inside this love will they heal in the good weather i think it's time to have a go before i met her i was low and she saved me all the stupid little crimes a thousand million different times and she forgave me well won't you promise me This will get better And it will heal In the bright weather And as long As we're together to Mexico Will it be a new leaf? We'll watch the evening disappear Into the arms of the night thief Beside a river of sin I was trying to dive in And she saved me Forgetting to remember One day in December And she forget. you promise me this will get better and it will heal in the bright weather and as long as we're together
3: La 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 la
0: No, I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind, well I don't mind Oh if we go to
1: Mexico Speechless Are you Oh my God, that's one well-worn guitar. I can tell you, Monday, isn't yeah,
14: it? Yeah, I do, and I've patched up the holes on it a little bit because I, I, I hope to have it for a little bit longer. <laughs>
1: Poor old Carl, next to you there, Carl Fitz. <laughs> Being the horrors sitting next to talent like
12: that, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Tough one to follow.
1: Well, capable. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's a big surprise thinking that you were coming in to play on your own. You find Monday out in reception. Yeah, I'm Just
12: sitting in reception on my phone, and this woman walks in. It's like it's Monday. I'm, oh, okay, nice. Yeah. That's my introduction to radio. On Monday. <laughs>
1: oh my god! Have to think about maybe July. Get yeah. working on maybe a collab there for July. Yeah. Are you you're remastering uh, that album, Rancho, for vinyl? Yeah. So and rightly it, so.
14: Yeah. Well, it never. Came out in vinyl during, I suppose, around 2002 um, when the album came out. CDs were, you know, massive. Uh, I think maybe mini discs made an appearance for a little while. For vinyl, six yeah, vinyl had gone very quiet, but um, vinyl is kind of uh, back, and um, I just think. Um, uh, just a nice thing to do. I never even put lyrics on the initial CD, so I'm kind of going all out with it, um, getting a limited amount of vinyls done, and, uh, you know, it sounds brilliant, actually. Oh, you I you can the
1: vinyl sound,
14: man. I was sent, I was sent the vinyl, um, a digital version of the vinyl, and I was kind of going, I'd love to actually have it up there on the platforms as... So that you could listen to it as vinyl. It's a totally you know different
1: I mean? sound, isn't
14: it? Well, it's just uh, the warmth and the crackle. It's like uh, the difference between a radiator and an actual fire. <laughs> you know,
1: it's, yeah, it's vinyl quite, is the fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're getting the crackle off the, you know, the wood and whatever. <laughs> well well Radiator's yeah. just very quiet. Now you're playing Lee Side uh, tomorrow night. You're in the White Horse in Balancolic That's and, right. Uh, on Sunday night in Sea Church in Balikot. have you played either of those?
14: Uh, I have played the. Uh, I haven't played the Sea Church. But you're I've gonna. Played, you're gonna love Sea Church. Yeah, and I've been to Ballycotton many times. I've played the Blackbird a gazillion times. But um, good spot. Yeah, so I'm just yeah looking forward to the Sea Church. I've eaten there and it's beautiful food. Um, the, the White Horse is a wonderful venue. I don't know if there's even many tickets left for that one, but uh, there's some left for the Sea Church. So I'm bringing my full band to both gigs and we're going to play the album from start to finish and some extra you know, uh, repertoire what from over a the fabulous years. What
1: treat for people. In two uh, great locations.
14: Yeah and we did a um, great uh, gig in Whelan's there last uh, uh, Friday up in Dublin and it was a m- massive success so uh, yeah, it's it's a nice to mark these occasions, and I actually th- getting to play the songs. I mean, I was in a good good place in songwriting, you know, back then. So it's nice to tell myself what my former, you know.
1: Ah, uh, you're still doing the business, yeah. man. Well, I am. I'm writing, you know, but you know,
14: the brain is a different thing. When, uh, you know, it changes all the time. You know, so yeah. Uh, yeah. it's nice to revisit
1: uh, some some sort of innocence uh, as well. You know. Okay. All right. Listen, I got a couple of yeah. tickets to give away. I hope at some mm-hmm. stage for the White Horse and for Sea Church, and we'll open the phone lines for those in a yeah. in a few minutes time but people can book directly themselves at both venues now uh, I'm going to squeeze another song out of you only before you go then I'm going to okay. get a tune from Cahill Fitz who uh, yeah. we, do, we do live music every Friday we bring in local Cork acts and give well, them that's an opportunity you yeah. yeah, yeah. got to keep it live oh like. well, no for sure yeah and
14: that's the, that's the best thing I mean uh this AI thing is another load of rubbish don't know. even go
1: there exactly you have incredible AI talent. in us we, no you have incredible talent on these side so Carl, are you up for it or are
14: you Definitely scared no we'll go for it we'll go for it so we're going to try one of my uh, we're doing one of mine yeah oh yeah we'll I think you're okay. doing uh, uh, we'll do, July yeah it's my Christmas song <laughs> <In> July <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I wrote this Christmas song when I fell out of the bed one day um July, please, over my knees,
0: the smell of your fresh cut grass. The blue sky grins for all its sins, look another gorgeous Levi ass The July people come and go, it looks like another perfect day, yeah. Just to see your striptease show July, please try your best to stay He's flying it And a mongrel begins to bark do I know in the park And his owner doesn't care Why is that? It's cause he really isn't there Oh my my my, oh my my my, oh my my my, July. Oh my my my, my my my, oh my my my, July. But July feels bombs in my mouth, baby, around me everywhere. My pocket trout, so I sit back in the easy chair. and Then a woman of middle age licks and thumbs another page, and she brushes off the dirt oh, from her greyhound skirt.
14: All well, the boys go.
0: Oh my my my, oh my my my, oh my 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 July. Oh my my my, my my my, oh my my my. Baby sucks his thumb To the sound of a steel drum And fountain water gush Well, through the thick bull rush Come on, Clark. Oh my my my, oh, my, 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 my July
1: Good wine getting better with age. Monday Thank live in all. studio plays the White Horse tomorrow night, and Sea Church in Ballycotton on Sunday night. We've couple of tickets for each of those gigs to give away on 0818104106. Great to see you. Thanks man. very
14: much. Thanks for that
1: having me. Incredible, and you made Carl's day. Well, it was yeah. great
14: to meet you, Carl. <laughs> I wish great. you knew, the best of luck. Yeah, super stuff. Cheers. Okay, mind
1: yourself. Monday in studio. What an honor. Back after the break. Carl's going to play us out. Talk to Neil Prenderville now.
2: 0818-104-106. All Quartz, right. Red FM.
1: Free Food Friday. courtesy of yourselves and roosters. Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Go get yourself some delicious foods this weekend. Although they won't have to do that because it's on their way to them. It should feed 15 to 20 of them at the Orchid Center out in the CUH. <laughs> Angela! <laughs> you're in rare form. Can you hear me? Yes,
7: loud and
1: clear. Have you a bu- have you a bunch of work colleagues with you?
7: Yes. I love
1: it. I love it. Are you hungry?
7: Thanks, a million. Are you guys
1: hungry? <laughs> I don't know what the quality of food is in the COH these days, but there's very tasty food on the way, all right? What? Oh, is it? Oh, I'm
7: not dissing the food out there, but
1: I'm happy to send you out some roosters. So, 15 to 20 of you, it's on the way. You should have it in about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Red Patrollers are bringing out the roosters for you, all right?
7: Thanks, you. Thank you. Enjoy, guys. Give us a... What? what? Don't forget to come in for lunch sometime. <laughs> <laughs> if you're buying, girl, I'll be there.
1: Have a good one Enjoy the food guys you enjoy
7: the weekend Give us Thanks one more me, Big videos. cheer
1: there will you Well done Fair play to them Everybody at the Orchid Centre Out in the CUH So Kyle You recovered the efforts There with uh, the great Monday Will you play us out And let us know Where you're playing At the weekend Because you're going From strength to strength
12: Yeah it's only been Four months And the um, schedule Is filled for the rest of the year what? So it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's only four months Yeah yeah I started uh, in uh, June um, I was wor- working in a gym And I said You know what I want to do something different And I just started playing But not four months To learn the guitar No 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 right, Playing okay. and, and things um, So I'm yeah, playing over the weekend uh, In a few different places uh, um, John O's tonight um, Tomorrow I'm playing in uh, I can't remember. To be honest. Yeah, it was on my screen,
1: but it's disappeared. <laughs> so let's just find out exactly where you are playing. You're playing uh, Giannos tonight, the Kingsley, Kingsley and the Silver Key. For, uh, yeah, I need to be your manager. manager. Yeah, tell, yeah, you tell you where to turn you. up
12: for. I just look at my diary. She just tells me where to go. All right, <laughs> man. Well,
1: listen. I wish I had more time. <laughs> this is all about her. But we want to go out on a song and a, yeah. sh- and a quick shout. Out and a quick
12: out to my son, my son uh, Charlie as well, who's listening at home. And um, so yeah, little legend. I'm going to play a song called Stay that I'm writing at the moment, uh, over and back between London as well. So it's uh, yeah.
1: Okay, my brother. This is Carl Fitz. I'll say my good. Goodbyes, have a good weekend, see you Monday.
12: I feel alive with your words in my mind Late night conversations that are making me blind With love, what's to come? Because you're so undecided And it's deep and it's really It's getting so hard to fight it It's that thing that you do You know it drives me mad Invite you your cherry lips and make me want you to survive It's unbreakable breakable rules that can tear it apart But you may me open up and learn I've got a good heart Don't be afraid of love Don't be afraid of us Don't throw it away but I can be okay Cause I wanna stay And I wanna stay And I wanna stay Outside your bedroom door With my heart on the floor It's turning to me If you've got me begging for more See it's more than your body I'm in love with you so Your eyes are swimming with magic And lift have up the hole I was left from the past In my previous relations Our current encounters have let me know you were saving You claim that we can't be But to me, I can see You're intoxicated with do way make you feel? Don't be afraid of love Don't be afraid of us Don't throw it away I can be okay Cause I wanna stay I wanna stay Don't be afraid of the loss I'll be there when you hurt Don't throw it away I can be okay Cause I wanna stay I wanna stay And I wanna stay
1: You all want to stay, but I've got to go. The great Carl Fitz, thanks so much, man. Look after yourself. Meanwhile, we have ticket winners for uh, Monday at the White Horse, Lorraine O'Callaghan and Patrick Fitzgerald for Sea Church Tickets for Bernadette O'Reardon and Anne-Marie O'Brien. Next week, we've got tickets for Cork on Ice all next week, the Countdown to Christmas. I'll tell you more about that, how you can win some family tickets for Cork on Ice all next week. Have a good weekend.
0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.